0: But normally we put it over there, right? Yes. Are we doing it just for today's deal? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Gentlemen, we're live in okay. five, four, three, Simon, Simon. two. John, you scared people doing it the way you just did it right now. We're trying to have a friendly podcast here and he jumps out of nowhere. Anyways, today's podcast, Will Witt wrote a book, How to Win Friends and Influence Enemies, which I love the title because the first business book I ever read was How to Win Friends and Influence you know, uh, People. People, but you have influenced enemies. I love that uh this man uh he's got audacity he goes out there talks to people in the streets he's got nearly a billion views online you you do a lot of work i see your work all the time and i love your work i love how you are you're respectful you ask the questions you allow the individual look dumb if they answer a dumb question you know their answer is bad (laughs) but you have fun with them anyways Will, it's good to have you in the house. Hey, it's good to be here, guys. Thank you so
1: much. Appreciate it a lot.
0: Yes. Uh, a couple of things I want to uh, let everybody know so you know what's happened with the podcast last few months. This is just something I want to tell everybody. We hired uh, a ridiculous booker, okay? And this guy that we have, Rob, shout out to him. He's booked me with guests for six months out. Now, what that did for us is the format of PBD Podcast has kind of gone from the you know, morning, day-to-day, we would talk about current events. It's gone to more interview style if you're listening to this. Uh, what we are going to do is my schedule today, I'm trying to commit to doing one or two of them per week where no matter what, Tuesdays and Thursdays, we cover current events. So be patient with us because we still have a lot of different appointments, uh, guest schedule. But within the next two to four weeks, we're going to go into the model of Tuesdays, mm-hmm. Thursdays, uh being the day to I think tomorrow we got sync from Young Turks, which should be yeah. fiery, by the way. I would not miss. Uh, tomorrow's is, podcast tomorrow yeah. live right here sink is coming here yeah. which i'm surprised he said yes which is exciting uh because i think the audience is going to win with somebody like that coming here. So, so pat i think it's important that you are letting people know what's going on like you know,
2: we, we got so many things moving and grooving, and that, we got the book going one, what on. You can't do it. i No, I'm
0: not going to put any stuff out all right, there. What are you going to say? I'm not saying anything. Maybe I'm we. just, I think it's important that you update the people. Yes. That's all I'm yes. saying. No, no, I got you. I got you. Yeah, but, but there's some major things that's going on that we You think I'm going to let that out the bag of, yeah, No. I'm thinking I, the, you, no. you know some stuff. Okay, that's no, good. Anyway. I'm just letting you know that Listen, you, we're updating the, the people. The story of my life, here's the story of my life, and then we'll, this is today's show, we're gonna it's going to be about you, but the story of my life is the following. I love being underestimated. I love being thinking like people are not uh, planning with what's going on. Patience, long term, big thinking. We got some major, major announcements coming very soon. Super, we have. How's the meetings been the last couple of weeks that I, I have been I Sick. Future looks bright. Anyways, yeah. be patient. Having said that, Will. For people who don't know your story, if you don't mind taking a moment and sharing with them your background. Yeah, no problem. So I grew up in Colorado, actually. I live in Los
1: Angeles now, working for PragerU, but grew up in Colorado. I was a liberal atheist my entire life. Basically, I would go around to everyone who I knew and tell them how stupid God was, how dumb religion was. And that was a lot because my father growing up was actually my older brother. My dad was in prison when I was growing up, so my older brother kind of took that place. He had a different dad, and his dad was very atheist and... and political in that sense. And so that transferred to him. And if anyone listening has an older brother, you know that, I mean, you do everything that your older brother does. How much older was right. he than you? Four years. Okay, So a lot older and a, just a lot different life that we live. And so growing up liberal atheist. And when I went to college, everything changed though, because I went to CU Boulder. If you guys know anything about The CU most CU hippied out liberal exactly. college out there. i you spent some that, time out there. Yeah. yeah. You think that most people go to college and they become more liberal, or they were raised conservative and become more liberal or leftist, especially in a place like Boulder. But for Mm -hmm. me, I mean, when I saw the the lunacy, it turned me the other way. I said, wait, this is... There's a lot of things here that are absolutely ridiculous that don't make any sense, you know, being in a sociology class and political science course, them talking about how bad just mutual transactions as capitalism is Mm -hmm. and about, you know, I'm not allowed to to speak because of my race, all sorts of things like this. And eventually I became the one to always raise my hand in class and tell my professor that they were wrong and all the other kids – hated every single time. That so you were that guy. Hand. I was that guy. I was the one who everyone hated, but which dude, was fine w- with me. Without but, an agenda,
2: you were more just questioning this because you had, you had a certain set of beliefs and you get to college and you're like, this just doesn't jive
1: with common sense. Is it, that what happened? I mean, that's exactly right. It doesn't, none of it makes any sense. When you, I grew up in a, in an area in Colorado called Aurora, Colorado, which if you guys know that it's outside of Denver and it's kind of, It's not the best area. You know, Mm -hmm. I was a minority as a white guy going through high school and middle school and all that. And so I grew up around a lot of black and Hispanic kids. And these types of things that this white TA at CU Boulder is telling me about, you know, white privilege and the way that races work together, it just wasn't true. It just wasn't true.
2: And Will, you're how old now? 26. 25. 25. 25. So a lot of times when people talk about college, so like I'm 42, Pat's 43. Yeah, 43. Okay, so we talk about college. I have to pause on that one. Right. I'm um, 43. Yeah. Uh, you know, we talk about when we were in college, you know, 20 years ago or yeah. whatever it was, or when you were in the army. Dude, you were in college like five years ago.
1: Yeah. yeah give or take. Five years ago.
2: So this right. isn't like when I was back, like you were there. Right. During the Trump years. Yep. Yep. So okay. It was, it was so dealing with all the drama and all the nonsense. So if there's anybody who's literally lived, you know, the, you said the atheist, leftist sort of mentality, and now you're... Obviously, a little more libertarian, right? I don't know where you are right yeah, now. Yeah, I'd say more
1: conservative than libertarian. Okay, conservative. Yeah, yeah.
2: But you know, get back to your story. But I, I just wanted to address how old you are twenty five years old. You're right. young for for to have this kind of kind of common sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, exactly what you're saying. I remember in 2016 when Trump won the election. This was my sophomore year of college, and all these kids were having these circles where they're all holding hands and locking arms and kids are crying on campus and I show up on that day with my MAGA hat on. Just No, laughing. you didn't. It, yeah, of course. You know, he won the election. <laughs> And other, other... You showed up with the hat on, dude, oh, yeah. to Boulder. The hat, you must have known what you were getting shirt... yourself
2: into. Of course. Okay. You know, you're know, yeah. you a poker.
1: You like to poke the bear. You're there's to there's a little bit of that. A sure. lot of, bit yeah, of that, yeah. Yeah. Will. <laughs> all right. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. But sometimes, you know, you got to show these people and say, look, I'm not scared because what was you're reaction, crying. Though? What was the reaction? Oh, you know, people cursing at me and, you know, getting upset with me. And but all no fights, stuff. nothing like that. Nothing not like out of control. Nothing that bad. So, but what I would do, because I... I hated college for the classes and everything like that. So I would go on my campus and I would set up a table and I would just go and debate kids on all sorts of different topics, whether that was socialism or feminism, minimum wage, whatever it was. And then my professors, I was supposed to be in class, they'd pass by and they'd see me just out there and be like, why aren't you in class? I'm like, well, I'm... I'm doing this. This is what I like to do. And Mm -hmm. so after two years of school, I dropped out of college. And I was able to get a job with PragerU by making a video on my campus where I asked women what they thought about the wage gap. And I taught myself how to edit the video, shoot the video, borrowed one of my buddy's GoPros, and PragerU ended up loving the video. And and they they moved me out to Los Angeles after about six months after I dropped out of school my sophomore year. And now I've been in L.A. for about four and a half years now. Four and a half years. How's L.A. right now? You know it sucks. I'm actually spending. I actually just flew in from Amsterdam last night, uh, and I got engaged. A get out of here. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, just got a wow. wow. Ago. Good for you. Yeah. In Amsterdam. In Amsterdam. My my fiance
0: is Dutch. Oh, so congratulations. She's, she's a wonderful. Typically, wonderful. when people get engaged in Amsterdam, it's a different reason. But you you got a valid <laughs> reason. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. In yeah. In the concert. red light district. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> uh huh.
1: Yeah. Found a real <laughs> good All one places. over there. I mean, the jokes are plenty with yeah. Yes, oh, we'll keep exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But. Uh, uh, I had to move. I had to go away from Los Angeles to find a woman, so that can kind of tell you about what Los Angeles is like right now. It's a terrible place. So you met so. her in in Amsterdam? I actually met her through Dennis Prager. So her and Dennis had met last fall at an event in Hungary, and she's this uh, legal philosopher and speaker. She's a big deal in, in Europe speaking about things. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name is Ava. And they met, and then I got hooked up to Ava through them. And then it all kind of just came from there. And so I'd, I'd never left the country before. And now I've been going to Amsterdam and Hungary and all these different places with her, meeting her for the last four or five months. And we got engaged quite quickly. You literally
0: just met her four or five months ago. Yeah,
1: yeah. Isn't that nuts? And now,
0: how, how old is she? Uh, our birthdays are actually two days apart. We're both 25. So both of you are Virgos. Uh-huh. That's yeah. cool. Good yeah. for you. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank oh, you. So so here's there, there's a lot of stories for us mm-hmm. to get into. Right. Okay, a lot of stories for us to get into. Uh, especially with everything that's going on right now. I want to just kind of preface, one, Biden pitches largest tax hike in history. We're going to have to cover that. $5.8 trillion. Uh, Manchin shoots it down. 71% say Biden's America is headed in the wrong direction. Nancy Pelosi voted the most unpopular Democratic politician in U.S. history, which is very surprising. Uh, India and Russia working to launch a rupee-ruble trade agreement that circumvents Western sanctions you got BlackRock president saying entitled generation now learning about shortages. Disney having his own issues. Five million new jobs open. We have to cover Will Smith and uh, Jada, uh, and, Chris Jada and Chris Rock. Jim Carrey, what he said. Thousands of people on Twitter went after the wrong Will Smith, which we'll have to show who that Will Smith is. He just became a celebrity overnight, which is great. Uh, Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan tops, richest mm-hmm. athlete. Tiger Woods been out of Augusta the last couple of weeks. Nobody knows why. Maybe we know why. The most and least stress U.S. states. Prenuptial agreements aren't just for the rich. I left Mormon Church for OnlyFans, and i got a few things to say about the Batman movie, which we'll cover as well. Did you see – well, I can't say did you see. Have you had a chance to avoid seeing the fight between Chris Rock and Will Smith? Well, I, I saw everything that yeah. happened. I mean, how could you? When you how saw
2: the you know? word will trending, you're like, what's up? I know. I'm like, fine.
1: I know it. about my engagement you know? what's going on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Everyone's so about
0: it. Here's a question. Here's a question I got for you. And then, you know, I want to get your thoughts and then I'll get mine as well. So it, 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 was it your position for first time when you saw it? Has it been the same from the first moment to now? Or has it gone? I can't believe what he did. Well, it kind of does make sense because of Jada. Oh, but you know what? I can't believe what, where are you at with what happened with Will Smith and Jada? My and opinion Roll.
1: has always kind of been the same on all these kind of things. When I watch celebrities do stupid stuff at the Oscars or whatever it is. And for me, I personally just don't care much. I think that people blow a lot of these things out of proportion. And to me, it's just not something that I'm ever super interested in. I leave celebrities and to other people. But what it seems like in terms of the whole situation... I don't think Will Smith was justified in doing it, but I can understand that as a husband, you get angry when someone says something. But you don't lash out in that type of way. I mean, it just seems childish and immature to go up there and slap someone, especially like an open-hand slap, like not yeah. even a punch. You slap That's a like bitch a, slap, right? Yeah, that's what bitch that's called. Slap, you know, <laughs> it's, it's not like a manly punch. It's a slap, yeah. which makes it even
0: worse. Yeah, it makes it even I mean, the uh, 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 Diaz brothers. They're famous for fighting guys in UFC saying, I bitch-slap you. So they Nick like Diaz, to do that too. Oh, have you ever seen this or no? Yeah, a little bit. There's videos of all they want to do is slap you in your face in the fight. Okay, not a punch <laughs> to slap you because they get a kick out of it. But what are your thoughts when you saw this? But by the way, just, just before you even say this, Jim yeah. Carrey, did you see what Jim Carrey said? What did Jim have to say? So Jim Carrey says uh, a day ago, the video's got like 10 million views. Jim Carrey says, I can't believe the Oscars did a standing ovation for Will Smith. If it was me and you did that, I would sue you the next day for $200 million. Mm-hmm. Did you hear that or no? He said, I'm going to yeah. sue you for $200 million. On top of that, he says, because that video is going to last a lifetime. This is permanent. You're going to get $200 million lawsuit from me the next day. That's what Jim Carrey said, who's yeah. a comedian going after Will Smith. What's your position? Let man? me tell you something. Uh, you would think, story, somebody
2: slaps the shit out of somebody else, whoever it is, you would assume, like the Nick Diaz, Nate Diaz, whoever did the slapping won, and whoever got their face bitch slapped would have lost. Let me tell you who the big winner in this the whole situation is. Chris Rock. Let me tell you guys, I used to do stand-up comedy for many years, okay? Before Dave Chappelle, there was Chris Rock. People, like, I don't know if you're, you're 25, I don't know if you really know how big Chris Rock was in the 90s, early 2000s. Everyone knows about Dave Chappelle these days. Now it's kind of moved from Chappelle to, like, Kevin Hart, and there's other people out there. Chris Rock was the man. And he's gotten a little softer, a little older, a little more Hollywood, more acting. When he did, like, um, his, uh, what was it, Blacker? Dude, you're talking about gangster-ass comedy, Chris Rock. So this was the best possible thing for his career. You can see the ticket sales have gone from, like, $45 minimum for for a ticket to, like, 400 bucks. Chris Rock is trending. For all the right reasons. And the guy took it like a G, like just
0: I I thought this was fake. I thought this was planned. I thought this was staged. Folks, if you're watching this, if if you're listening to this podcast, how many of you thought this was fake at first when you saw it? When your friend texts it to you, your reaction I think Sam texts it to me, I'm like, This gotta be fake. And he's like, "No, it's not fake." So Mario and I played the video on. Yeah. You know how on YouTube you can go to .25 speed. Of course, you played on .25 You're... speed. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> "No, oh, I think I think we him. should bring our friend Paul in here,
2: reenact <laughs> the <laughs> bitch lab. Let Will do it. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, bring him in. Bring him in. <laughs> boy, here we have Paul here. Yeah, yeah. okay, so Chris Rock is the big enemies. winner here. Notoriety.
1: Yeah. Uh, financial. Yeah. Um, headlines. Well, he just handled it like a man.
2: Yeah, it is like he's like that's the greatest moment in Oscars history. Yeah, he laughed. Okay. But now let's talk about Will Smith. Will Smith has been getting emasculated for the past year or two by his fucking wife that he's been married to for 25 years. This whole entanglement, red table yeah. talk that they're doing. Insanity. Will Smith
0: was the coolest, baddest dude on the planet for two decades. From, Will, from Fresh I Prince. I don't know if you're right. I don't from, know if there's an actor that was loved. And loved is the word more than him. Yeah. Yeah. From, from Fresh Prince. Yeah. To Men in Black, yeah.
2: to Independence Day, yeah. to Ali, you know, to Bad Boys. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Don't forget, and Hancock.
0: now you got you got to Hancock. A I mean, YouTube. all that.
2: I mean, the list goes on and on. I'm sure there's going to be someone that's like Adam forgot about this movie and I hate him. Okay, I got it. Hitch, Hitch, yeah. right? Dan i am Legend. Like he needs. Thank <laughs> He's you. Still going. Yeah. But, thank you go, yeah. Like Pursuit of Happiness. He needs. Okay, we got it. We got it. <laughs> Chris Gardner, Pursuit of Happiness. He needs to go back and watch. The movie that he freaking starred yeah. in called Hitch, because he's lost his mojo. That like this, the whole bitch slap with Chris Rock, this has been brewing for years. You think he actually cares about this joke? He laughed at first. Yeah, he laughed. She ended up laughing at first. I feel like this was just boiling up, boiling up. His, I mean, do you know about this whole red table talk entanglement? August, Augustus, whatever. His wife is literally having an affair, cheating on him with. The son's friend? Yeah. And now you're like... like uh, It was August Alcina. Thank you, John. And now this is him. Fix your audio, John. Seriously. But he's... Dad bod, simp vibes. It just... I feel so bad for him.
3: Think about even before this. Years and years ago. The transition that Willow has been going through. That his son has been going through. Like, this this
2: family is strange.
3: Will was the only normal guy. Is there a more
2: Hollywood family... Out there, the father, Hollywood star, Jada. I know you have strong feelings on Jada. The kids, uh, Jaden and Willow. Two of my favorite songs in the last five years have been from the Smith kids. Yeah, the song Wait a Minute, exactly. I love that song, Icon from Jaden. Like, they put out they're great, they're very talented. No doubt, I mean, you live in LA, you know, about like they're talented as hell, but whatever is going on with this whole entanglement has just. Joe's clearly been burying it down low, and it exploded at the Oscars. And then he won the Oscar.
0: I have a different opinion about it. Go ahead, sir. So, first of all, like, okay, who won? You're right. Chris Rock won. And I think Jada won. I think feminist movement won. I think women power won. I think those who give that message, I think they won. You have to give them credit. They won. Like, women are, you know, stronger than men. And look at how Jada is very proud. She's a face of feminism if mm-hmm. you think about it because she's got him locked down right um you know who i am you know how i feel about jada three years ago um, i don't know what it was two and a half years ago hector del toro and jennifer teamed up together right after the event i had at the uh, trump tower they had an event to, they had a hooked up and they sent me the uh jada pinkett autograph picture and it was in my office do you remember this or no, no jada pinkett autograph this. is sitting on my desk right to the left and they come, look, oh, my God, Pat, you got, put this picture away. I'm like, put this picture away. Jennifer was up to this with Hector. What do you mean put this picture away? So sitting on my desk, because I grew up with Jason's lyric, okay? And lyric is Jada Pinkett in the movie with one of the best soundtracks that I can go and tell you the songs yeah. in the soundtrack, but I'm not going, going to. Tupac. No, no, no. J- 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 you're thinking about uh, you're thinking about with um, oh, yeah, uh, Janet Jackson. Uh, That's yeah, poetic yeah. justice. So but now Jason's lyric. They used to date, is what I'm saying. Of course, Jada Jada and so, Tupac. So, so, so I'm a, J- I'm a Jada guy. I grew up being a Jada guy. I always loved Jada, right? So, and I've always loved Will. So the fact these guys hooked up was kind of a cool story. Now, yeah. one of my friends, 20 plus years ago, um, she would come to me and she would say, "You know, I knew the Will Smith and I know Jada's story and I know them very well." I said, "Really? Yeah." And she would say stories. And I'm in LA 20 some years. She would say, Well, let me tell you, you know, you know, they have an open relationship and they have this and they have that. I'm like, It's none of my business. No, they, but they do. I'm like, Everybody says stuff. And the moment you become a celebrity, people say a lot of d- different things. And you can't believe half the stuff. No, but I know it personally. How do you know it personally? I'm just, t- I can't tell you, but I know it. And she kept being very adamant. Like, you know, somebody's very adamant and yeah. they don't have a trend of being like that. But this one time they're extremely adamant. Like, okay. And this is bro, a friend of yours? This colleague? is a friend, I, you know, okay. 20 years ago. And. I'm listening to her. I'm like, okay. He says, but you also realize they're, like, open with everything with their marriage. It's mm. just a very private thing. Now, this is a time that there's no social media. There's no Facebook. There's no Twitter. There's no Instagram. So it's easier to have that kind of a relationship in Hollywood. It's and right. they're not the only ones that's having that relationship. So, sure. so imagine this thing's going on. All these years, they have an open relationship. All of a sudden, all the open relationships you've had, let's just say hypothetically, none of them have come out. It's all been private. But this one guy brings it out. August, you know. Yeah. And the next thing you know, oh my gosh, you know, Will is a simp, Will is this, Will is that. I believe Will is sitting there saying, I wish you guys knew how many people I've been with the last 25 years that none of you guys know about that. I've been behind Jada, and Jada took her career in the backseat for 12 years for me to go on my career, and she was popping out at one point, and she sacrificed it for the kids. You guys don't know how much I've played around for the last 25 years, but I kind of can't tell you guys on TV because I will look like an idiot if I do, and I'm going to make Jada mm. look bad. So... I don't think we know the whole story. And I think Will is sitting there saying, you idiots that are saying all this stuff you're saying about me. You don't notice. It's starting to really piss me off. And he reacted. That reaction was very deep. That's my opinion. I may be wrong. I may not be right with this. Uh, yeah, I, way I, think you're talk- you're, I think you're very right. But know you know what I'm rules. saying, right? Well, I think deep down inside, Will is a man's man. Yeah. But I think Will has also got that conservative side because his dad left. You know that one scene in uh, – uh, the famous scene with uh, Uncle... uh yeah, the Capel. last scene of the show. Yeah, you know what scene yeah. I'm talking yeah. about? Like, oh my gosh, that was not acting. And he's like crying, yeah. like, dude, I just got the chills. Yeah. This dude ain't acting. He's, right. that, yeah. like, he's personally experiencing this, right? Will is a guy that many men in America relate to. I just think he... Um, I think Hollywood life is a very different kind of a life to try to make marriage, personal life, conservative, all this stuff work. It's so confusing to Mm -hmm. be in it. You have to play certain cards to get certain jobs to stay relevant, to get the $20 million per film. You have to listen to your publicist. You can't use this word. Be careful with this audience. Those guys said this to you. Now you're doing social media. Now you're making your own YouTube. Try not to touch this it's such a big mess that he's going he's trying to keep his yeah. marriage together but if I can give advice if I if I'm if I'm in that situation do you know what I think is the best thing for them to do What? to get a divorce I think that's the best you, thing for them. you
2: actually think that's what should I think happen.
0: that's the right thing they should do I think they should get a divorce and move on I mean uh, if they're already yeah. if they're already
1: sleeping around with other people you practically have a divorce at this point I mean that doesn't make a good marriage whatsoever well let's say they've been doing it for 25 years dude right right yeah I mean they should in my opinion, you shouldn't be getting together with someone in the first place for appearances or whatever. I mean, as marriage, you know, to me as a Christian, is a a holy thing getting together with someone like that and then having affairs all the time with all sorts of other people. I mean, especially what you were just talking about with, I think there's a difference between men versus women that if a, a man goes and sleeps around with other women, it isn't looked at as bad. But a woman who does it, despite her man, yeah. makes a man look a lot worse just because of the differences between the two. So that's why people would call Will Smith a simp.
0: Yeah, but, but I, don't, I don't know if he – okay, a lot of people call him a simp. It's easy to call him that right, right. now. I mean you had – you know, I don't know who you are. Fresh you and fit. Yeah, and they like, – yeah, he's a simp. He's this. Like they may be right. I don't know if they're right or not. But, you know, like everybody was trying to say who Tiger was, okay, and what Tiger did. I oh, was 16 this, and, you know, he went through this, and I don't I don't buy his apologies, not sincere enough. First of all, before you judge, Tiger, why don't you go become the best golfer in the world, okay? <laughs> I mean, I read this book, the Bible, that said what? He says before you throw stones, you know, kind of check yourself out a little bit, and I subscribe to that. I've never liked people who judge. I grew up in an environment that was very mm-hmm. judgmental. I try to say, listen, to each his own. I've been married 12 and a half years. I, I take it one year at a time. Love my wife. We got a good marriage. We got four healthy kids. We've had a great life. Some people want to live a different lifestyle. I get it. But I don't think the whole world knows the whole story. I think mm-hmm. everybody is speculating. And in reality, I think Chris did win. Uh, I think Will is looking extremely weak, and I think Will's got to make a move. You know how they used to say to J-Lo, hey, uh, your your Q, Q score was higher when you were with Ben Affleck. OK, because, you know, in the Hollywood marriages, it's it, it pays to be married to the right person. Like, you better right. believe Kanye and uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, yeah, that's through, like E news. Like, yeah. I mean, the deal. That's like a good Hollywood marriage. Yeah, You're married to Beyonce. Not I'm not, not Kanye, and, yeah, Kanye and Kim, yeah. but I'm not. Sure. I'm talking yeah, that's so I think. Yeah, I don't know. I think if they get a divorce, I like, listen, guys, like uh, Bezos, the husband and wife, the way they got a divorce was very clear. We love each other. We've been together for 25 years. This just didn't work out. We still love our family. We still love our kids. We have our own reasons, but we have decided to go a different way. We still respect each other. And everybody's like, and they tweeted it same second. I don't know if you remember this. It came out same time. You're like, "Uh, uh, 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 uh." everybody moved on. Okay. It was kind of like, move on. I think they gotta do something like that. Well, let me, Maybe they do let me a tell red, you, who, red table, whatever it is, and say red table talk? we have an announcement to make. We love each other. We love our kids. Here's what we're doing. Let me tell you why you're absolutely right, and
2: one thing that I think you're wrong about. I think you're absolutely right that Will's been doing his thing for 20-something years. Are you freaking kidding me? If he wasn't playing around doing things like this, you think he's gonna accept? If he's been faithful for 25 years and his wife has this entanglement, she used that word. She was having a full-on relationship with this guy and he's embarrassed by this, if you think he was just being acquired by this whole time and he's allowing this to happen, you're out of your mind. So I 100% agree with you that he's been doing his own thing on the side, whatever. Like He's a G, bad boys for life type of thing. Where I think you're wrong is the divorce thing. I think if they were going to get a divorce, it would have been two years ago at this point. I think like they've been through hell and back, and this, whatever's happening right now, is just making their bond stronger because the world is against you're them. You're saying at this point. I'm wrong. It won't happen, or you're saying I'm, I'm saying wrong. I don't it's not the that, right move. I I just don't think all all that. I don't think it's happening. I don't think they will do so it. You don't think it's I would have divorced her right years ago. But, but wait yeah. a minute.
0: Yeah. You don't think it's the right move today for both of them mutually to agree to move on. I don't. Okay, and why is that? I just think at this point they're
2: fixed in together now if if i were will i would have divorced years ago and no, it's like two screwed up yeah, people are you know, just exactly you know, what are you like, do? it's like two alcoholics they're just going to stay together don't and like drink when to it happen. happens. nobody, nobody will be surprised no, like, I can be surprised no. when all of a sudden like, you the world is not going to go crazy
0: they... raul just give a super chat yeah. by the way you put the super chats we'll ask some of the questions with uh will and adam myself uh, raul says do you guys think masculinity and men respecting themselves is dying
1: oh of course there's no doubt about that I mean, you can even just look at it from a scientific stance and see that testosterone levels in men are way below what they ever were before in, in history. So there's tons of indicators that show that men are just not what they are. I think a lot of it has to do with a lot of the food that we eat and just how feminism has creeped into the mainstream like this. And just like you said, how that was a win for feminism and it makes men look bad and she's being the strong one and then Will looks bad. It's demasculating men or emasculating men. Men aren't supposed to be strong anymore. Men are supposed to be on the back burner, and the women are supposed to be the ones who are supposed to lead now.
2: Yeah, I think um, I agree with you, Will. Uh, I've kind of indirectly dove headfirst into this topic with the show that I do, Sazcast, because we focus more on dating, relationships, lifestyle, and like kind of how money factors into all that. And I've had the guests on, like Rolo, uh, Rolo Tomasi, shout-out to him, shout-out to Fresh and Fit, and we've kind of covered this uh, – toxic masculinity that's going on obviously everything that's happening in like the news with transgender and this leah thomas william thomas is the 400th best male swimmer now it's the number one female swimmer yeah. you know things that are happening with disney so we've been kind of covering this and bill maher hit it right on the head i'm a big bill maher guy um he basically highlighted how every woman is in love with this guy Voldemort zelinski these days and how convenient it is When a man needs to step up and be a freaking man because you're about to get killed by the invading herd of Russians that are coming to your country, you know, and everything that, you know, to save your tribe. But how convenient to use that masculinity at that point, but how inconvenient it is when it's just, you know, normal daily life. And that's something that I think people are grappling with. And the women's movement, shout out to women, you know, you know, they're getting better. Pay gap, everything, like they're career women, awesome. But let's not forget that that men still need to be men is ultimately what it comes down to.
1: Men are doing much worse in society than ever before in a lot of ways too. Killing themselves, they die at work more, they're more depressed, especially young men. I mean it's terrible for them. They're they're doing a lot worse than they've ever done before. It's because of this, this, this new education system that tells you that if your boy acts out in school, they need to be treated like a girl. Boys should be taught to be like girls. Being a girl is the right type of behavior. And mm-hmm. so they teach boys that way. And then you suppress their creativity, you suppress their masculinity, and you get a generation of uh, feminine, women, feminine men and hmm. women who want to act like men. It's like they're flipping them both on their heads, which doesn't make for a good society. You can't have a society like that. By the way, this
0: leads me to
2: the di- – go ahead. Oh, no. Did you see, like, the number
1: one clip on the Valuetainment Short Clip channel uh, for the last
2: couple of days? What was the clip again, Tyler? It was uh, repeating history. can't hear your audio. Uh,
3: yeah, we're repeating history. Civilizations fail when men become less masculine. Yeah. So Torsha
2: – shout out to Torsha who was on with Rolo and I. She basically explained how back in the was it old Greece mm, yeah. old and Greek times that they they studied history and when the sculptures and the artwork started changing from masculine men, you know, you know, whatever you know, posing or whatever it was, to like more like doing like more feminine poses that that is when um that pose was a little too natural
1: right <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. is not i don't know if you can yeah. I mean, let yeah. i'll do that again it. yeah
2: but that's when yeah. um history started declining or the greek civilization started declining when men stopped being men mm-hmm. and i think that's just something that well, our probably- audience will appreciate is that just be
1: a man man up and uh it's something that I think we, more men need to talk about. Yeah. I mean it's too much Dionysius and not enough Apollo in, in terms of the, the Greek. And it happened the same in ancient Rome because you had this – at the end of ancient Rome, you had this very decadent society mm-hmm. where men were not responsible for anything because it's not just about you know, wearing skirts that makes you more feminine. It's about not being responsible. Being a man means being a leader. And so when you have men that aren't leaders and live in some decadent, easy society where you never have any hardships, which we have in America today, Mm -hmm. you can watch porn uh, whenever you want to get off. You can go on Tinder instead of going to a bar or something to to get a woman. You can order food. You can have someone pick you up. You never have to struggle with, with much, right? And so when a man doesn't have anything to struggle or anything to overcome, I mean, I'm not sure if you guys talk to many you know, younger guys. But I'll talk to a lot of people who are my age, my friends, and we'll be talking about like World War II or some medieval, like the the storming of uh, like 1066 Battle of Hastings or something. And we're all just like, we wish we could go to some war like that. You know, it's, it's like men today crave something greater that they don't have, so having a higher Let's purpose. Well, what's t- the What's yeah. the famous quote?
2: Uh, so weak hard men, times yeah, create yeah. strong yeah. men. Strong uh, yeah. men create good times. Good. Uh, good times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. And yeah. that's
0: it's cyclical. So, right? Right? so we can yes. all you have to do is study history and kind of realize what it is. But he's he's right about that. You know, you, you you hear stories about Alexander and, you know, the privileges they had to see who were the real, you know, uh, man's man to survive. You knew what it meant to be the survival of the fittest. And if you didn't, you're going to get exposed, period. Right. It's just kind of what it was. And today... We are recognizing victims more than we're recognizing doers. We're recognizing complainers more than we're recognizing the guys that are quiet and getting the job done. We're recognizing the loudmouth that gets up there and says, this is not fair, versus the guy that says, listen, I get it. Let me just go do my part and to my respect in the streets. We're recognizing the wrong people. Last night we had a a friend over, okay, a baseball coach here and dean of one of the schools. And we're having a cigar uh, uh, in the backyard. It's me, him, Mario. Great conversation uh, with uh, uh, my buddy, Joel. And the conversation came about uh, the team he's got, the best player, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, every great organization, if they have the wrong number one, that organization is screwed, okay? So, for example, you give me a good family that's got three, four kids. If the best kid in that family is the one that undermines parents all the time, values everything, the other three are kind of going to be like, dude, you know, I'm going to pick up some of the bad habits. You give me a great company with a great number one, they're going to develop other great number ones. You give me a company with a bad number one, they're going to duplicate the habits of a number one. So you have to position your number one the best. Today, whoever media points as a number one, you want to be that person. Forbes magazine the other day announced the International Woman Award goes to Hillary Clinton. That's their number one. You got all these options to make your number So imagine an average uh, young girl's watching and saying, oh, wow. She's the international. I want to one day be that. Let me go read her Wikipedia. This is what I got to do. I'm going to be like her when I grow up. I'm sorry. Girl watching better hide her emails. Yeah. But the point being, we have to be very careful who we turn into a hero. I think America has hero-making machine wrong today by a mile, and they got to fix it ASAP and not apologize for it, okay? You cannot apologize for it. I read a quote the other day, uh, posted it on Instagram. What's the guy's name? PJ O'Rourke? Is that his name? He's got the Mm -hmm. same last name as you, by the way. And he said the following one. If you want to put it up, uh, well, you may not be able to put it up because it's on Instagram. Poverty can't be eliminated by push, by punishing people who escape poverty. One more time. Quote by P.J. O'Rourke, poverty cannot be eliminated by punishing people who escaped poverty. Mm. Right? You cannot eliminate it. Most people are like, oh, these rich people, they got their money from their parents. Do you know what percentage of people got their money from their parents? Inherited. Less than 10%. Yeah. 80% of people who are millionaires our first generation millionaires, Mm. they had to figure out a way to make that money. You had the best month you ever had last month, you were telling me about it, we're very happy for you. Thank you. How did you do it? How did that happen? Yeah. How long have you been at it? How many people tried your industry and they quit after three, four, five years? Yeah. It is not an b- easy business you're in, right? Mm-hmm. For you to make that kind of money in a month, he made the kind of money people don't make in two years he made in a month. That's freaking awesome. Two years, something like that. Now, he said he didn't buy any white shirts, so maybe we need to get him to go uh, shop. I, think, I said I'm I didn't buy anything. You. I, I, need, I probably shouldn't have let's talk about sir, because I think this is a good <laughs> transition to going to Disney. Uh, and I'm sure everybody is following this story. It's, it's all over the place and it's multidimensional, but I'll read the story here from Daily Mail. Uh, Disney president, who is the mother of transgender and pansexual child, says she wants at least half of all future characters to be LGBTQIA. I mean, I, I used to remember LGBTQ, now it's like QIA, or racial minorities. Theme parks are now banned from saying hello, boys and girls. Okay. A Disney executive in charge of content, Carrie Burke, vowed to up the ante on gender politics during an all-hands meeting, promising that at least half of the characters... In its productions, we'll, we'll be part of the LGBT community to go from racial minorities by the end of the year. That's half, 50%, right? Meanwhile, Disney's diversity and inclusion uh, chief, Vivian Ware, said that they no longer address theme park visitors as ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, instead as dreamers and friends. The comments after came after Governor DeSantis signed the Don't Say Gay Bill into law. Disney does, uh, partner Nadine Smith, co-founder of Equality Florida, said the goal of the Republican bill was to make children from Take children from their parents. What are your thoughts on the story with Disney?
1: This is a whole can of worms that we could really get into. I mean, first with the whole don't say gay bill. Nowhere in the bill is even talking about saying gay and then you can't say gay and all these kinds of – The words saying, not even I'm, in the bill. Yeah. Nowhere I mean, in I, the bill is the word gay. I'm saying gay right now. I'm in Florida with you guys right now. Am I going to be arrested? Have my, my bank account can, can, we,
2: can we bring them in, please? Can we <laughs> bring them in?
1: <laughs> Authorities of will. Yeah it's just ridiculous and the whole part like look at america's demographics i mean you have like one percent of the population that's that's gay maybe it's up to i think three
0: percent now with the young people which has also gone up in in recent 20 years, years. it's here. gone yeah. from one to five yeah. percent yeah we talked about this with gatz he was surprised at the number went from one to five in the last 20 years say, say right. those numbers again please. from one percent to five percent in the last 20 years well. well
1: people will say that that the number
0: of People that identify. identify as the
1: LGBT, but it's yes, so okay. high in the younger generation. Yeah. And that's why this is so insidious because at least to me, it, so much of this is being pushed on children. You go on mm-hmm. TikTok, you go on these places and you see these teachers talking about transition closets where their, their students can go in and change their clothes and they don't have to tell their parents and teachers and schools are doing it behind parents' backs and put, uh, pride flags everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kids don't really know this stuff. The teachers and the, the education system, and a lot of the mainstream media as well, is pushing this on children. I don't believe that those numbers are legit. The left will say that, oh, these, these numbers are because people feel safer now to speak out about their their sexuality. But to me, I just I don't believe it. I think that mm-hmm. so much of this is being pushed on children to influence them, and not all of it is real. Well, I have two points on this, and, and then I want to get
2: Pat's thoughts on because he's the only one here that has kids. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to hear what Pat specifically has to say on this. But Pat hit the nail on the head. As he was reading the story, he said, you know, the LGBTQIA. I was like, hold on, what? What, there's more letters now? Right. I remember when they threw Q in there, I was like, all right, what's what's the whole Q thing? All right, that's like, was that whatever that, oh, now there's an I. And in... I literally have never seen the I and the A in there. I've Never seen that. Right. I've seen LGBTQ. And this is going to sound like I'm a homophobe. I'm not. I live in South Beach. I partied with gay guys and lesbians. I have friends. My ex-girls' best friends was a lesbian couple. Like, I hang with these people. But... You know, kind of like what Bill Maher said, I'll bring it back. When you start to lose people that are actually on your team and they start to be like, hold on, what? That's where you start to lose people. I was an advocate for gay rights. Sure, gays want to get married. They want to be unhappy like the rest of the people. Have at it, guys. But now you start to look at at just common sense things. You're like, what is happening here? Now on to the kids. I don't have kids. I don't know what it's like to have to worry about sending your kids to school and then being indoctrinated by whoever, whoever teacher teaching them whatever, whatever, whatever. I don't have these concerns. Thankfully so. But as a parent, I mean, is this something that like keeps you up at night? Is it like do you,
0: do you talk about this in the house? Yeah. How do you approach it? So, so let me tell you, when I was 24 years old, a guy asked me, uh, he says, why do you want to be rich? You talk about you want to have money. And I said, it's very simple for me. Like if, if people ask like the real reason for me to want to have money, is very basic. One I wanted to have a house that had all the toys and had the park and a backyard where every one of my kids' friends would say, let's go to Patrick's house, okay? That's number one, okay? Very important, maybe because I can control. I'm, not, I'm a Middle Eastern. I'm not comfortable with sleepovers. You want to do that? You do it at our house, and we got a pretty great security system. We're going to do our part, right? That was one, a, a 24, 25 result. Okay, now you were saying. When I have yeah, kids, absolutely. this is how I wanted when to I was, be. When what I was, was, I said, when I have kids... I want them to go to the private school that I want them to go to. None of it had to do with the Lambo, Ferrari, whatever, whatever, right? I said, I want the kids to go to the private school that I want to go to. I want to control it, right? Next, you know, all these things that I went through, service, respect, I want all these things, okay? I don't want to be judged for being from Iran. I don't want to be judged for being Armenian, Assyrian. This is who I am. Treat me as a regular guy that got some value, did his part, and then let me decide the life I want to live. Okay, that drive... I can't even describe to you for somebody that's born in Iran how much it matters to me for you not force anything down my throat. I can't tell you the emotion it generates when you try to force something down my throat. I can't stand it. A, a forced thought, a forced mm-hmm. law, a forced position. I must take with my kids. We're one uh, one time at, uh, at a mall. I don't know where we were at. And I'm talking to my kids. And one lady's like, you know, you don't say that to your kids. I said, I'm sorry, what? This is how I raise my kids. I said, do you have any kids? No, I don't have any kids. I said, ma'am, why don't Hope you go so. find a partner and have kids, <laughs> and you raise your kids and let them be successful and write some books about it. Yeah. But till then, mind your own business. These are my kids I'm raising, right? Right. I was at the whole uh, 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 art museum deal, you know, the art deal, I don't know, with the Art Basel, Art Basel, art Basel whatever yeah. you invited me, it yeah, was Basel, great. And I'm there, before we go in, I look at Dylan, I look at, I so look at me, guys, I said, your brain's about to get a workout. Yeah. You're going to go in here, your brain's going to see art, some of this stuff's going to be weird, but it's getting a workout, okay? This is how art is. It, it works out your creative juices. I love that A mom and a dad is looking at me and they're like, oh my God, I've never heard anybody tell this to their kids. Yeah. I don't know if I'm raising my kids the right way or not. I'm going to find out in 40 years when I'm dying at 83 years old. But it's my job. I chose to have kids with my wife it's our decision on what we did and my wife and i dictate how we raise our kids and we are open to feedback and opinion and strategies that we may consider to do that but it's our kids and i got 18 years with these guys okay outside of that go be it okay let me do this part and i'm gonna find out if i did it right or wrong we're gonna do a lot of things wrong but what i can what i what i'm concerned about is the following here's what i'm concerned about Go back when you went to school. I'm curious to know what yours was as well. When was the first time in school, at what age, did they start talking to you in Colorado about what it meant to be gay, lesbian, and transgender? How old were, What grade was it in? Well, let me just say one thing about what you just said yeah. about
1: about the kids because that is exactly why Republicans won Virginia because you have the exact same mindset that
0: so many other no parents question. have, yeah.
1: and it's because of that of why they won. By,
0: by, by the way, and that's scary for midterms and 2024 for Democrats because they're Very realizing – that's something you don't mess with. You can mess with a lot of people. You don't, don't mess, mess with, with people's kids. kids. No, you no. can call me out. I can call you out. But if I say something to your wife, or if I say something to your kid, I may get a different reaction from you. Right. Go ahead. But
2: it was also the critical race theory and Ter- Terry McAuliffe, uh, right. Virginia. Well, just the
0: education system right. for children like, in it was, general. It was yeah.
2: basically the phrase that the soccer mom has now turned into the COVID mom. Right. And basically, you know, the swing voters we talk about. The 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 soccer mom, the COVID mom, is the reason that Trump lost. And it's also the reason that Terry McAuliffe lost in Virginia. Right. That's the swing vote of these but, days, but, but the mom. Me,
0: but here's my concern, though. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you who I'm concerned for. Let me tell you who I'm concerned for. I'm concerned for the mom and dad who make $48,000 a year, okay, that can't afford private school, mm-hmm. that can only go public school. And they're in a coding that they can't go to another public school that feel a little bit more comfortable about because the way they zone it with schools where you can only go there with zip code and they come and investigate your ID, all this other stuff. I am so concerned for that family because that mother is like, kid's going to come home from school confused, and what do you do? So we are raised to tell our kids, hey, you better listen to your teacher. I'm sorry. I'm afraid to tell kids today, you better listen to your teacher. No, then, I do not want to tell them that. You know what I'm the saying. Teacher, right?
1: The teacher, what the public school system in America has done, has turned children not into creative, passionate thinkers. It's turned them obedient to authority. And it doesn't put them in a box, yeah. exactly what you're saying. It doesn't make them into people who want to discover new ideas or make something very new. It's, it's you have this life. You live this life exactly how you're supposed to, and don't deviate from that. And if you do deviate from that, if you're a boy and you chew your Pop-Tart into the shape of a gun, you know, you're, you're evil and all these different types of
0: things. How, how old, what grade were you when the teacher taught you about gays, lesbians, and transgender? That was, not, not, that, not brother, but right, teacher. Right, that was elementary school. What grade? Do you remember? Fifth grade. What so, grade was it
2: for you? Oh, I, I can't remember a teacher teaching me about that. I right. can't remember that. I don't Do that
0: wasn't that? a thing. Do you remember that? Never never. I remember I, mean, I had a gay teacher in in uh junior year of high school, but they never really? taught us about it. I, but, I I had it in high school as well. I don't remember anybody yeah. ever teaching me about no. gays, lesbians and transgender. I remember there was a kid in
2: 7th grade that you just knew he wasn't like part of the boys. Yeah. He wasn't on the football team is what I'm saying. Right. Um and he was kind of He was gay, turned out to be gay, but we didn't understand. We were, we're kids. I mean, the meanest kids in the world are eighth grade kids. Like, like if I'm thinking of when I was my meanest self, it was eighth grade. Right. And I was a stand up comedian. Could you imagine? I'm looking for laughs everywhere I go. Yeah. I was not nice to that kid. And years later I saw him, I'm like, Hey man, like we're
0: we're cool. But but I have a problem with that as well. And I think in that example, uh, I think somebody needs to come in and have the conversation with the kids on on that part okay mm-hmm. where you know the bullying part because i i again, agree i know looking back at oh, it I'm believe not me, it. You listen i'm I, if
1: there's anybody that doesn't like a bully yeah. it's you no, no, but no, i gotta no, say no. it's different now though yeah this isn't like a 1980s jock movie you know where people are good Correct. giving gay kids swirlies and stuff like exactly. that. exactly the, this the isn't revenge game. of the nerds right exactly this is this is 2022 where now no matter if you have more intersectional Ideas about you—you're gay, a lesbian, trans, black, whatever it is—the better off you are in Correct. these types of situations. Correct. So it's really, in a lot of ways, that you see with young benefit. white men are doing worse academically, doing worse socially young in all these places. Young white straight men. With young white straight men, exactly. Yeah. You know, so now it's like flipped on—they overcorrect. It you. ain't cool to be young
2: and uh, be a white straight guy anymore.
0: No. no. So the Florida's bill is what—that you cannot talk about transgender and gay. Uh, up until third grade. Correct. Can you start third grade. fourth grade? You can't by the bring way, it up in school. By the way, right. when I read that, I'm like, I'm sorry, well, you mean fourth grade it's okay? Right. H- how old is somebody at fourth exactly. grade? Exactly. Ten. Uh, uh, ten, ten. What, what do you mean you want to bring it up in fourth grade? I, I don't even support fourth grade. Mm-hmm. Well, what fourth grade? What fifth grade? What the hell, like, what are you talking about? So when do you support grade? having that No, so, first of all, like, what's health and guidance? I remembered we learned health and guidance from Kim Sinclair, my teacher 10th I remember grade. remember her name. Oh, she's my pen pal. We write letters to her today. <laughs> was this sex ed? I remember taking sex ed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but by the way, she's the reason why I joined the Army. Shout out to Kim Sinclair. She was my favorite teacher. She is uh, uh, politically on the complete opposite side that I, than I am. Mm-hmm. Every guy she dated, we'd go out on a date, and she would say, "Do you like this guy? Do you approve of him?" This lady is older than me, but I play a role of an older brother and I protect her. She was very good to me. Wow. I joined the army. She had a very positive impact on my life. She literally has. A, there's a letter sitting on my desk, and I responded back to her on, on uh, text, uh, thanking her for the letter. But I remember sitting. I'm like, okay, I learned about sex. Cool. I already knew about it, but I learned, you know, the whole the the banana and uh, the condom and all this yeah. stuff. And you're watching these videos. Okay, cool. Now. You're in we, what grade, by the way? Health and guidance in Glenda was at 10th grade. Okay. Is when I, I was at at that point, I'm in favor of a
2: 15, 16-year-old learning about this I stuff. I think sure.
0: that's the age. Yeah. What the hell are we talking about even being okay with fourth grade? Elementary I, school no, no. should not I be I am so confused. Well, You've even gone through puberty. Yeah. You know. here, here's the thing. Like, go to the conservative folks that are like, well, it shouldn't be dark, but fourth, it should. I'm sorry, what? That's terrible. What, what are you talking about? You, you, this shouldn't even start till high school that you talk about. This should not even be brought up till high school is when you start having these types of conversations. Do you know how confused kids will be? My kids and I were watching a movie the other day. And in the movie, you see, a, 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 I don't know what it was, a, a, a girl kisses a girl. And my five-year-old daughter sitting there says, my, my wife. And I'm like, she's like, Daddy, is that okay? So then I give my position on it. And then it's like, oh, Okay. All right, then I'm like, turn this down. I'm like, I can't even watch some of the movies that, that I – So now mm-hmm. Disney wants to go 50%. They were doing a, going to the park and asking people, like, I'm canceling my annual membership. I'm canceling this. I'm canceling that. And this is not cool. They shouldn't do this. Dude, they can't even say boys and girls anymore. They have to this call is... them dreamers and friends. So this, right. this, if we can't even say, hey,
2: boys and girls, what are we talking about? How many, how often at any event
1: – Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I like to welcome like, – All the time. That's just normal. Right. You see, why these people are so mad about this don't say gay bill and not being able to teach it to children is because think about what you just said, saying boys and girls and and ladies and gentlemen not being able to say that or thinking that Leah Thomas is a woman, any of these types of things. The only people who have the brain capacity to believe these types of things are children. Because otherwise it just sounds so ridiculous to just normal people. Normal people just hear that and say, this yeah. is just crazy. So they influence
0: children. Yeah. They push it on them young so that
1: when they get older, they believe this all their life and they know that they're not going to get out of it.
0: When I was in the Army, we used to go to this gay bar, best club in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. It was called Connections. They shut it down in '03. Let me tell you, it was a ridiculous experience. It was the Studio 54 of, uh, uh, what do you call it, of Nashville. Like if you've ever seen the movie Studio 54, mm-hmm. it's exactly what it was. I mean, I'm not su- I'm surprised they took that long to shut this place down. It was a, a, a guy took me to this place. We and, went and in yeah. There. Why are you going to a gay bar? Uh, because <laughs> the ratios are on with your side. It was uh, great. actually I, I, I totally agree with yeah, you. It, it, it was just if such you're a, a straight guy and there's was always girls there, you're going to time yeah. that we would go there. I have when I left, the last time I went to connections. We have a picture. Two years ago, I have the picture <laughs> till today. By the way. I have the picture Last till night. today, and it's in my, uh, in my. No joke, I have the picture yeah. till today. You should see the picture. Everybody hugging me, six of them around me. They're all gay, <laughs> okay. And then two of the guys from the army, yeah. they're straight, and they're like, they're crying. We're gonna miss you, Greek God. You know, yeah. we're gonna like have this. Everybody had their own name and all this stuff. You had but your little little would, mojo I would, going. I would tell on. them. I would say, you know, so so what? What, what nationality? What's Bed David? I'm like, I'm a Syrian. Sicilian <laughs> after like 50 times trying Sicilian, to explain what yeah. the hell is a Sicilian, I said you know what yeah. yes I'm Sicilian so since 18 years old yeah I've had a side name of uh, 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 the Greek out Vinny Delucci we would go out that <laughs> joke I'm not even kidding with you we had all these and we had hey, a time to but here's the point it that didn't bother me but I was 18 19 20 years old yeah. I knew I I'm comfortable I love women I like this pl- I'm very comfortable in my own skin I'm good but to start that at 3rd, 4th, 5th grade, I don't think you start this till 10th grade, and I think they're making you a You shouldn't mistake. start it at all. And at what point, at no, what point in
3: any education yeah. should you be talking about – home? like it, it, kids will figure it out amongst themselves. This only, does
0: not t- only to one be addressed. Reason, only one reason. Look, you and I can teach the concept of stocks five different ways. You and I can teach capitalism in five different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can tell capitalism and say – yeah, here's capitalism. It's the rich taking advantage of the poor. It's kind of like they have their employees looking at them as slaves. That's your way of explaining capitalism. Spot on. He could say capitalism is the people that inherited all their wealth from their family and they had a head start, and you don't. So capitalism benefits those with a head start. That's his explanation. My explanation as a teacher of capitalism, maybe, listen, folks. There's many different political systems in the world, many different economical systems in the world. But the one that gives you the biggest fighting chance without a four-year degree, without a two-year degree, without an MBA, without needing a last name, is capitalism. It's hard, it's a lot of work, it's gonna suck, you're gonna lose a lot. But if you work your ass up, you read the right books, capitalism's for you. We all explain capitalism, yeah. but we explain it in a different way. The way you explain LGBTQIABZ, whatever the letters are, the way you explain it has to be very matter-of-fact. Here's what you're going to see. This is what this is. Here's who that person is. Here's your approach when you run into them. Bullying is not okay, no matter who the person is. You cannot judge people. It goes back to very basic fundamentals of Mm -hmm. conservative beliefs. This whole concept of judging people needs to go more where we teach it, meaning we teach it more not to do it. I think that's the approach. But the, the other side that's like... If you don't, you're this, and maybe you have these thoughts, and if you do, this is what to do. Oh, 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 no, no. Stop right there, bro. Chill out. Relax. Matter of fact style of teaching. No judgment, no bullying. This is not acceptable. We move on. But, not the other in-depth type of a style of teaching. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. That, well, that The problem be is, my, it's, you know, not,
3: it's not matter of fact, because look at all the people I know that are not. pushing this. They're all college not. educated. Yeah. I mean, this is all yes, coming from the colleges true. and universities. I'm I mean, not. it's indoctrination from kindergarten all the way through your graduating year of college—it's straight indoctrination. So, it—I it, don't think it should be addressed at all
2: because it can't be matter of fact.
1: Right. Well, that's exactly right.
2: Um, I do think their sex ed is is totally appropriate and tenth grade. And and you know, call it 9th, tenth, whatever. High school, end of. Middle, I'm cool with that. I'm going to give you one little perspective here, and I don't have kids, so I don't have an opportunity to say this story all that often. But I'm going to give you two stories, real quick. I came into your office one time, and uh, this was regarding my sister. And my sister and I kind of got into an argument with her. And I was like, you know what? Because she's a big theater, Broadway, whatever. And, you know, I, I, I'm really tight with my nephew. That's my guy, Rory. Love that kid. Nine years old. He's a boy. He's a he's a boy. And she's like, you know, I'm enrolling him in, in ballerina classes. And, you know, I want him to kind of start doing what I do. I go, I go, Jen, this is not what. I, no. I, I, like, i have just. I know what she's used to in, in South Beach and dancing and Broadway. And I'm just like, Rory, you want to play soccer, right?
1: He's like, yeah, I like
2: soccer. She's like, but he could also learn. I'm like, I put my foot down. like I'm like, I, this is not happening in my household. She's like, you're not the dad. I'm like, my masculine tendencies were like, this isn't happening. Right. And I was just like, because I was a sports guy. I played football in college. Like, I, this is the closest thing I have to having a kid, my nephew. Like, don't even, kid's nine years old, eight years old at the time, flipping on you. The most emotional I've ever got. I told Tigran this I story the other that. day. But when you were in the office, I, that was, I told Tigran this the other day. Yeah. He posted a video, Tigran. Uh he posted a video of Daniel like scoring like three goals. Guys, a beast. Daniel okay, he's there. like five years old. Yeah. And when I was in Dallas, I like yeah, that was my Daniel. homie. That yeah, was my guy. Daniel. Like I would
4: pra- practice yeah. soccer with this yeah. kid,
2: and I was like, not even joking, like choking up watching. The, I'm like, look at this guy go. Look at him do his thing. Yeah. Five years old. And I could just imagine if a teacher was trying to indoctrinate whatever it is to a five-year-old, to an eight-year-old, to a nine-year-old. My fatherly instincts are like, this ain't happening, bro. So the the whole don't say gay thing, just like – I think if there's anything we're establishing here, what you used with like the 18-year-old – I'm sorry, when you're at the the Greek God story. Dude, you're a grown-up. Do what the hell ever you want with your life. Do not put your freaking hands on my kids brain and start indoctrinating them to whatever you think they should be doing hands off the kids when i figured out as an adult do whatever
0: you want katherine s just said the super chat she says isn't gay just part of society why does it need to be taught why are we treating gay people as different interesting perspective by the way for it to say that here's another one this should be no surprise this is from cove 12k Uh, X12, this should be no surprise as parents have been outsourcing their responsibilities to schools. Mm. What a freaking great one. I wish wish it was a name to give you credit uh, brother well, you talked guess, about the forty. It is. you said the forty-eight thousand dollars household yeah. with
1: the, the mom and the wife yeah. and you're worried about them even if you have to send your kids to public schools there is going to be time where either the dad or the mom can sit down and actually have dinner with their kids which a lot of parents won't do read to them talk to them about the issues of the day maybe in the morning at breakfast whatever it is you have to find time as a parent to work around the schedule to undo some of the things that are happening at the public school you have to be a responsible parent nominal point you, you if know, if you, you don't do it, then then
0: that's your fault. That is your fault, parent. If you don't do it, you, you know you know it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> you know how uh, uh, this whole thing with Will Smith slapping him got Chris Hart. Uh, not Chris Hart. Kevin. Uh, Chris, Chris Rock. We have a Chris Hart. So Chris Hart, Kevin Hart, Chris Rock, totally turning <laughs> off. So, so this whole uh, Chris Rock situation for his ticket sales to go from what forty five bucks to four hundred fifty bucks. Yeah. Okay. I think I saw some going for a thousand dollars. Yeah, I'm not surprised Crazy. because everybody wants to see what he's going to say because everyone's going there for his reaction on that. Right, uh, that work. So, uh, uh, and by the way, that Netflix special could sell for sixty million bucks. So, but uh, uh, what's it called? So, it pushed Will's reaction originally. Like, oh my gosh, Chris didn't do anything, helped Chris out, right, and Chris wins. I think if I'm running a church today, if there's ever been the right messaging to increase attendance, it's today. If there's That's like, right. if I'm a public school, uh, if I'm a, if I'm a, a parent that 48,000 all your parent, and I'm sitting there thinking about how do I equalize that and match it? Because you need to match it, right? You, you need to find a look like there's never been more important of a t- Catholic LDS Judaism, whatever, whatever you, whatever you are. Somebody that's teaching conservative beliefs, and conservative is not Christianity, just conservative, right? You know, stealing, marriage, biblical principles, all this stuff. I think there's never been a more important time for parents who can't afford to send kids to private school, but you can't afford to send your kids to a church. I think there's never been more important of a time to take your kids to church. Right. I, like, 100%. you know, I, I gave a talk in Newport Beach to a group of pastors who were talking about how the, the donation and tithing has gone down and, you know, all this other stuff. And I said, just look at what Mormonism's doing. They're doing a great job. Their YouTube channel rocks. They're, they're great at getting people and converting and baptizing. And two year, you know, everybody leaves for two years when they go to their, uh, what do they call it, mission trip that they go on. I said, but today, if if there's ever been a time where attendance can double, triple, and you can again start seeing these massive crusades of churches being packed with three, four, five, ten thousand people, I think it's today. No, but you're but those
1: I don't know exactly who those pastors were that you talked to in Newport Beach. But there are a lot of pastors in California, specifically ones that I work with, and I'm getting requests from all sorts of different churches that didn't shut down during COVID, that stayed open, and they have seen their numbers triple, quadruple, uh, five-tuple, whatever it might be. They've had so many more people come in, Well, a lot of the the churches that don't really speak the truth or speak this feel-good message of Christianity, whatever it is, they're faltering, and they're, their numbers are going down. church you go down.
0: to? Where do you go to? I go to
1: Pastor Jack Hibbs' church. He's the one who okay. baptized yeah. me about a year yeah. ago. It's uh, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, in Riverside. Yeah. That's the one I go to. But also, you know, Rob McCoy's church out there in Woodland Hills. A uh, lot of great churches
0: that are just seeing explosions in numbers because they're actually standing up for truth. Do you go to In His Presence? Do you ever go to Shepherd of the Hills? Do you go to uh, Dudley Rutherford? Do you know? I haven't. No. Okay, got no, it. No. Dudley Rutherford is in, ranch, is in uh, uh, Porter Ranch. Okay. And he's got a church, twenty thousand members, incredible yeah. church. But yeah, yeah I, I think the tennis guy. I think as a parent today, if you can't afford to pay fifteen hundred dollars a month to a private school, you can not afford to take your kids to church every Sunday. Well, it's not free. just that. If you yeah.
3: listen, if you're a parent and you're gonna vote, pay attention to who you're voting for. It's that simple. Don't just check a box on a school board council member. They did this in San Francisco. They voted out three incredibly radical school board members because they were tired of what they were promoting. If you're going to vote, fucking pay attention. It's your responsibility to know who you're voting
2: for. Yeah. It's a great point, yeah. but it's not a realistic point because how Why? many times do you go to a ballot – and you check the ballot box and you vote for the president and the vice president and you know zero other names you on the voting. four pages.
1: I agree with you. Then you, you shouldn't be voting. You
2: know, I, I, a lot of times, like circuit county judge, I'll leave it blank. If I don't know a name or have a, a, any affiliation, I will leave it blank. But that's just not how it works, bro. Like people are going to vote. And they're going to check a box. They're going to see an R next to a name. They're checking R. They're going to see a D next to a name. They're checking D. No matter what the hell else they – they know they're just going R or D, and if there's no political affiliation, they're just incumbent. That's also the problem with the bo- voting system. Is that's that, the point. Is that I consider myself to be pretty smart, not the smartest, but certainly smarter than most. And if I can barely make out what the hell
1: these voter you know, ballots are basically saying,
2: then I don't know what the hell the most of Americans yeah. are even
1: understanding. They do that on purpose, and that- I think you're exactly right of what that's going to happen, but... I think that – I mean especially the left. The left will push people to vote so hard even if they're uneducated. And I say don't vote if you're not educated on what's going on. You shouldn't because if, if you're going to be an informed voter and actually care about what's going on, you well, should be informed.
2: You've got a pretty strong uh, belief system on how the voting uh, system should work. I Would think, you explain I that? I think
0: your belief system on how to vote should be the same way companies and ran or, and families are ran and how are families ran. If your kid doesn't pay rent money, you don't have a voice on what we buy and don't buy and what I we agree. cook. are paying rent. If, if you work for a company and you don't own a share, I'm sorry, you don't have a voice. Right? Only shareholders get on a shareholder call. Berkshire Hathaway has a meeting with their A shareholders in Omaha, Nebraska, where you hear from him and Charlie Munger because you earned the right to go in there because you own one of their shares at whatever dollar amount, $300,000 a share, a share it is. I think we're allowing – like, think about if, if our voting system was the way families and businesses ran – that's kind of like me living in my house with my kids, and my kid's six-year-old best friend can come in and vote for how we should run our household. Yeah, exactly. Tell me how that makes any sense. Right. Yeah, somebody can come and tell Berkshire Hathaway how they should run their company, even though they have not contributed to the uh, organization. They have not contributed to the company's growth. They've not bought a share. They don't risk the risk that Berkshire takes, but they want to tell them how to run things. No, no, no. Your vote doesn't really matter that much because you're not – Contributing to society. I think the system needs to be a way to contribute to society. So
2: you think that certain people
0: shouldn't have the ability to vote or certain people should have uh, uh, more votes than others? I I think the messaging needs to flip to be earned the right to vote. I think that's the messaging. You ought to earn... The right to vote than the current system. Do you see that changing
2: at all? Ever? Zero.
0: No, okay. I don't see that yeah. changing at all. I'm yeah. just no. telling you. Well, they, they had that whole they, voting have rights. Yeah. People have dreams. <laughs> you know I can dream. So it's, it's a very <laughs> well, different when that people like. Go ahead.
1: No, but they had that, that, that new voting thing that said, all Republicans want to take away voting rights from people. And I was like, no, we didn't. We wanted it so that you had to vote on Election Day, so that you didn't use a mail-in ballot, so that you couldn't be an illegal immigrant to vote, and that you actually had to show an ID. Apparently, that's restricting people's right to vote. All that's doing is securing the vote and making it so that people, exactly like you're saying, who actually play some part in society, are actually voting. But apparently, that's taking away people's right to vote. No, I think that
0: you're right. I think it's too easy to vote for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, It should be harder.
0: I think, like, listen, you come – like, I came to America. I'm like, I feel like I owe America something. America doesn't owe me nothing. Like, America gave me this life. So, hey – I'll serve the military. I owe you. I'm in debt to you, America. You ain't in debt to me. I'm in debt to you. You, you didn't tell me to come here. I chose to come to America. 200 other options, and I came to you, so I got to give to you. I don't think that messaging mm-hmm. is being given since this one president that we had that got assassinated years ago who said, don't ask what your country, country can, do can do for you. you. instead ask what you can do for the country when's the last time we heard that messaging it's no 5.8 trillion dollar bill let's let's give more money well why don't we talk about that and that's perfect with JFK because JFK was talking a lot about the Federal Reserve in his time they did not like him doing that kind of stuff they They kind of wanted that to be left alone so uh, Biden pitches largest tax hike in history as part of the 5.8 trillion dollar budget request he has laid out the tax hike as part of his 5.8 trillion dollar budget blueprint for federal spending in fiscal 2023 which begins in October under his proposal taxes will rise by 2.5 trillion dollars marking the largest increase in history in dollar terms. The deficit would be $1.15 trillion. The higher taxes would largely be borne by Wall Street and the top silver of U.S. households in the form of steeper corporate rate of modified wealth tax and a global minimum tax. The taxes outlined include a minimum 20% tax on incomes of U.S. households worth $100 million or more. The so-called billionaire minimum tax would raise $361 billion in revenue over 10 years and apply to the top 0.01% of households, or about 20,000 Americans. The White House said that roughly half the revenue stem from the country's 700 billionaires, which, by the way, Manchin comes out the next day and he shuts the bill down. This is a Hill story. Centrist Manchin on Tuesday shot down President Biden's plan. To raise 360 billion dollars from the imposing a 20 percent minimum tax on billionaires, which is insane. Mansion says he doesn't support the president's plan to tax unrealized gains on billionaires, which would set a new president. Nothing new we haven't heard from Mansion. You can't tax something that's not earned. Earned income is what's we're based on. He said there's other ways to do it. Everybody has to pay their fair share. Mansion opposition means Biden proposal is likely dead. Only a day after the White House unveiled it, can you imagine? You write this bill, you put all this time, you market it, the next day Manchin says, no, there's nothing else you can do about it. That's great.
2: Well, if I'm Biden, I don't do anything until I have a conversation with Joe Manchin. So uh, how, how long have I been talking about Joe Manchin? Four years. So that's who I am politically. I'm not far left. I'm not far wear, right. You
0: should wear a shirt that says Joe, Team Joe Manchin. I'm telling sure. you, should, I, you, you can, we should can make we a make shirt Call Team Joe Manchin. Yeah. Actually, I should be serious. Yeah. Yeah. Team Manchin shirt.
2: Uh yeah. I've been seeing Manchin for years and I'm thinking for years cuz I didn't really start really getting into politics until about 2016 and I'm not a Trump guy. I would I'm not a MAGA guy. Sorry, bro. sorry. Right. But uh, I was a registered independent and I was like whatever this guy's doing, I'm not I'm not for. But what what th- this guy Joe Manchin doing something, man. He's a Democrat in the reddest state in the country, freaking West Virginia. And what his it says here, centrist Joe Manchin that's what's so amazing about Joe Manchin. That's what I think is what a uh, synergist you talk about. We're all Americans. We might disagree on a little bit here, a little bit here, but like, uh, what was the whole Rodney King? Can't we all just get along? And, and it's the fringes that are causing all these issues in America. And I get it. People have core, core beliefs. But thank God for Joe Manchin just basically, like, listen, you know, grownups are here. Everyone just calm down. We're not just going to be set spending like drunk sailors. You know, we're going he said he's going to come out and vote for the the new Supreme Court justice, uh, the, the black lady. Like there's a lot of common sense going on with Joe Manchin. And and thank God there's at least a steady hand uh, in Congress that that, you know, in Senate that we can kind of look towards and say, all right, that's how we kind of you got to conduct yourself. So if I'm Biden, to bring my point, I, I say, hey, Joe, this is what I'm pitching before I spend. That's smart. But days, weeks, months haven't put shit together. Is this something you would go
1: for? You know what? He should hire you as his advisor.
0: (laughs) Joe, if you're watching, call him.
1: I'm open. I have to strongly disagree with you for a second. Go for it. When you're talking about, you know, the fringe left and the fringe right and then, you know, kind of have the center, which is if it weren't for these fringe groups and things would be a lot better. But, you know, when you look at the Republicans and the Democrats in Congress, I mean, someone like Mitch McConnell is worse than Joe Manchin. So many of the Republicans are worse. I agree with you there, by, Exactly, you know? <laughs> and it's like these are the people in the middle. These are the people who find common ground all the time, all this kind of stuff. But there is more unity between right-wing populists and left-wing populists than there is between me and a, a rhino Republican. Or Is there know, really? Definitely. Oh, yeah. Because a rhino Republican is fine selling out our country, whereas someone who might be a left-wing populist doesn't want to sell out our country, even if we disagree on some of these things, right? And so I think that a lot of the future of American politics is actually going to depend on this left-wing populist movement, because the left, historically, has been this anti-big business, anti-war, that type of rhetoric, right? And now you have people like Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, even Bernie Sanders, who is supposedly one of these guys took one and a half million dollars from big pharma for his campaign uh, for his presidential run right and he talks badly about big pharma so you have these people who are all in the middle these centrist types of people the the rhinos and the regular democrats who are the ones that are actually driving everything up because they work together and they're basically one and the same so it, what i think is that for this 2022 midterm and hopefully for 2024 is that we get republican candidates who are actually conservative not like far-right extremist people that's not what i'm saying but people who actually aren't just going to be some walk all over me type of republican and actually get something give new. an example <laughs>
2: give names yeah who do you, who's like all right that's my guy i like this well, if person. we're talking about
1: ideologically then yeah. we have tucker carlson i mean he is the one who is leading the charge on everything right now mm-hmm. if tucker carlson were to run He'd be amazing. Then you have Ron DeSantis here in Florida. Yes, but who, Florida has a super Who in Congress
2: do you actually look at and say that guy's killing it or lady? Oh,
1: well, I think Marjorie Taylor Greene is one. There's something that, that's who you—that's the lady. Yeah, the listen, QAnon not, lady, dude. No, not QAnon. Well, no, listen, listen. There are some Marjorie Taylor Greene. Of all Taylor people, Marjorie Taylor Greene has some very good Come things on, when bro. it comes to actually like think about the January six prisoners, right? There are those people who are rotting in those DC jails. Marjorie Taylor Greene was one of the only people to stand up. And say something about it. You know, there's things that I like. Marjorie Taylor Greene, when it came to some of this insider trading, brother, I asked like you the
2: main person that you identify with. You say
1: Marjorie Taylor. Well, Greene? see, that should show you how how horrible I think the situation in Congress is. If that, if the person, well, yeah, will speak to that. Yeah, exactly. That I that I identify the most with is a Marjorie Taylor Greene. That should show you how screwed up things are. In my opinion, I really have no faith in a lot of the politics that we have right now. I think so much of this is going to come down to ideological ideas and that we put too much credence on as a people in America on political parties when both the Republicans and the Democrats are the same thing. You know, if I was a Republican in Congress, I wouldn't be signing any of this stuff that other Republicans are signing for. And also, none of these people even read the bills. They have some 25-year-old guy who graduated from GW who's in the back room reading this bill and highlighting it the night before Mm -hmm. and then telling the congressman what it is. And they're hungover doing it probably because they're on the hill partying. And it's like, that's what our political system is. I mean, you look at the the spending bills and what some of that money is actually going to. I mean, like stuff billions of dollars to countries way far away, helping other countries build walls mm -hmm. around their countries to keep them safe, but we can't fund our own border wall here in america i mean none of this makes any sense the the politics is just let me ask you will
2: because you kind of highlighted something i don't want to just gloss over it you know we talk about how on the on the democratic side of things there's the moderate you know Mm -hmm. democrats and then there's the you know progressive aoc wing what have you and there's that infighting but you just highlighted the rhinos um, you know, the classic Republican, the Re- the Reagan Republican, McConnell's, however you want to classify them, and more the MAGA wing. Right. Where do you think there's a deeper divide in the current political atmosphere? Is it on the left or is it on the right? It's definitely on the right. Yeah, really? there's no
1: doubt about that. Because the, even the moderate uh, Democrats will go along with the SJW stuff when it comes to the left. Even if people are still asking, like when it came to Ocasio-Cortez Green New Deal, I mean, that got shot down by everyone in the Senate. Right. Like it didn't pass at all because still even moderate Democrats are asking who's going to pay for this. But when it comes to the the social justice stuff, the the moderate Democrats are still on board with the left. And when you go on Twitter, like you go on right wing Twitter mm-hmm. and you see a lot of these people who are, you know, more of the America first or not like I, I personally don't align a lot with the MAGA stuff so much now, but more of just a an America first agenda, I guess you could say mm-hmm. in, in a way that, you know, I'm tired of spending money in foreign wars, and and I want lower taxes and and things to be able to have a single-family income provide for a family. That's kind of where I'm at. But you go on there, and you will see Republicans and conservatives attacking Republicans more than they attack the left, a lot of people. I think that the divide between the right right now is really, really stark. Did you expect that answer, by the
0: way? Um, Yes and no. Yes and no. But it it was interesting, you going back and forth with uh, in regards to the – Uh, was it Marjorie Taylor green and your reaction to it? But no, I, this is why we have these types of conversations to Mm -hmm. see where people stand with uh, different uh, uh, situations. All I know is the direction we're going right now, 20, this midterms that's coming up. It's not going to be pretty for these guys. Mm -hmm. They have to sit down and re strategize what the hell to do. Numbers came back with polls for Biden. 71% is saying Biden's uh, America's is heading the wrong direction. Uh, You know, uh, uh this is a sunday nbc news poll this is not a fox poll this is not a brybard poll this is not a sunday this is nbc a sunday they are very NBC far right NBC wing man. news yeah okay yeah sunday nbc, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sunday NBC <laughs> news poll just 22 percent say the country's heading the uh, right direction uh biden's uh, approval rating is historically low uh in fact sunday's poll found biden's overall job performance uh, approval rating has declined to forty percent the lowest of his presidency to make matters worse seven in ten americans expressed no confidence in Biden's ability to deal with the war in Ukraine, which is exasperating gas prices and fuel inflation. The average price of gas has increased by 70 cents since Russia invaded Ukraine. But gas prices had already risen by dollars since Biden assumed office and wage war on Americans and energy independence. So, look, things are not looking pretty right now with the handling of businesses uh, uh, when it comes down to Biden. The, the one that's starting to get very upset, I don't know if you saw what AOC said about Biden. Like, listen, we need to kind of start doing some things. Because mm-hmm. all the promises he made that we're going to do this and we're going to do that and we're going to do this and we're going to do that, literally nothing he promised is getting executed. Yeah, because right. of Joe Manchin. Well, okay. And to a certain
2: extent, Kristen Sinema.
4: Right, right.
2: So I, he could have promised that I, if Joe Bench and give a thumbs up, or a
0: thumbs down, she'd be the happiest camper alive right I now. To, I totally get it. But the point is, even Obama came in and he said, affordable health, you know, whatever, Obamacare that came out. What did Obamacare do? Obama, what did Obama do with Obamacare? It got passed. Yeah, Executive decision. I mean. Like, hey, here's what we're doing. Okay. Here's what we're doing. Democrats are sitting there saying, dude, you ain't doing nothing. So AOC is saying we got to be more progressive than we are today. So the left is going after the left, and it's not looking good. And the, the movement of Lincoln Project is not as strong today as it was a year and a half ago. If you follow Lincoln Project, they don't have the kind, kind of, of momentum yeah, that the they at the height get. of the Trump presidency. Were, that's yeah. where they
2: were, you know. That's where they were needed, so to speak. Yeah, but today now gives a shit about them.
0: Yeah, today it's not. Everybody. Well, if
2: Trump runs again; they're going to rear their ugly head again in twenty twenty four. No well, doubt.
0: They're targeting one guy right now, and one guy only. And it's it, the more and more they target this guy, you have to realize that's that's who they're fearing.
2: Who is that? Trump? You're saying? Well, no, 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 no. The, it's the
0: governor, the governor of the state you live in right now. Yeah, right. that's who they're targeting the most. Which means, in their mm-hmm. minds, that's their number one target. They think that's going to be a guy that's going to give them a run for their money in 2024. If, for if you could – I'm just playing a game,
2: throwing it out yeah. there. If you could put someone as the president right now, you know, you have all the votes. Mm-hmm. Who would you put in there right now? You don't
1: play this game, though. Remember, we
0: try play to play the, this I'll game. Play
2: like like game. This. I'll play
1: the game. I'll play the game. Okay, would
2: okay. you put in there. Do Ron Ron DeSantis. We put DeSantis in DeSantis. there?
1: DeSantis. Yeah. DeSantis gets things done. I, there are things about Trump that I liked, and Trump did get some things done. But Trump also cared too much what people thought about him Mm -hmm. and so sacrificed things to not get them done. Like, you know, we were complaining about social media censorship for four years and nothing got done. We wanted more of the wall to get done. That didn't get done. DeSantis has gotten so many things done as governor. It's just been incredible. Mm -hmm. I mean, really a great guy. So I I think that DeSantis knows how to work these people and he would get things done like no one else. And he gets good things done.
2: I don't disagree with you. Yeah. Pat, Pat, do you have a?
0: Do you have an answer?
2: I would go Mansion, and
0: I, then I would go DeSantis. <laughs> I would. Yeah, I, yeah. I, uh, I'd be comfortable with both.
2: And, and I'd maybe be you comfortable have Marjorie
0: Taylor Green as your VP, bro. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Know. I'd be comfortable <laughs> with both.
2: I'd is that com- who you would put first, DeSantis, right there? I think DeSantis is uh, uh, is uh, on that list. What about our local proud boy? Who are you voting for? This proud boy thing. <laughs> proud no, boy? You go to one proud boy rally and you get labeled the you're proud gonna boy. You're going to start a bad rumor <laughs> you, you, here, Adam. You build no, you a know. thousand bridges, you fuck one goat, you know, now you're yeah. no longer a bridge builder. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your vote, Tyler? DeSantis. It's DeSantis. Okay. Yeah. I,
3: over I, Trump
0: for you? Absolutely. 100%. But DeSantis now, over Trump. Now, does
3: that, obviously, that can't happen in 2024. I, there's no way Ron DeSantis beats Donald Trump in 2024. 20, 20, 20, 20, you're saying there's yeah. no way? I don't you see. Do you
0: agree? It. If Trump. There's no way Trump beats DeSantis. No, no. There's no way DeSantis beats Trump if Trump runs in 2024.
1: That's a real. That's really tough to know. It's really tough to know. Right now, the polling numbers. I mean, you look at the CPAC straw poll, and people are saying Trump. But again, you're also at CPAC, and that's kind of that type of crowd. And but- it's not. It's not like. 50 to 40 it's like 85 percent and the closest yeah. person once
3: trump starts doing his rallies 15. and
2: rallying the base and the know, build the wall just, I I mean, chant he... and he finds someone to lock up and lock her up whoever yeah. it is he starts throwing <laughs> out Joe hillary mentioned. clinton uh, lock him up yeah exactly <laughs> that that he's gonna swirl him up yeah desantis but a vaccine thing man it it's was... a it's a personality versus policy policy wise i don't think there's much difference but desantis is kind of level-headed yeah and oh, yeah. i don't know if that's enough to get voted in People like showmanship is a big deal. Right. And I don't know if
1: DeSantis is a showman. There's a thing Trump is losing a lot because of first of all what he said about the vaccines. I mean, talking about that without him, without his vaccines, 150 million people would have died. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of people on the right are unvaccinated, more than the left, you know, myself included, unvaccinated. And that makes him lose a lot of his base. And then he's also made a lot of bad picks for endorsements, like the governor of uh, Georgia, who he endorsed, and uh, some of these other people. It's just I think that he's lost a little bit of of his edge. Well, the Georgia thing was a debacle with Ryan
2: Kemp. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Stacey Abrams and right. uh, you know, the senators who got – Listen,
1: so. there's
3: there's points and points and points you can make about Trump versus the Sanders. Let's think about how much of the debt is due to Donald Trump because he expected to be running for another four years and flip it around and he reversed the things he had done. But again, Trump started this movement. He he created the rift and exposed the Mitt Romneys, the George Bushes, the right. Dick Cheney's. I mean like, he, he put no. these people under a lamp. What this are,
2: all becomes comes because of Trump. What are the McConnells of the world and the Romneys of the world going to do?
1: If Trump is the nominee, are they going to try to sink that ship? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think – well, I think that if if Trump wins, let's say he wins, they're going to want to get back in his good graces and say, oh, we're for you the whole time. And if he loses, then they throw him under the bus. But that, that's such these a 2 game. This is uh, look politics. At you, look at bro. Bill, Bill Barr. I don't know it. why it's we even a, look a, up yeah, – I Bill feel law, like exactly. –
2: and Pat, this – I'll circle back to you. Our country needs to do a better job of looking up to business people and not politicians. Right. Like the days of JFK and Reagan are so done. Mm-hmm. Like politics is such an ugly game and you need to be so plain in the you know, money. I mean, the you don't of money kids grow everything. up today?
0: You don't think a 12-year-old boy grows up today saying one day I want to be like Joe Biden? <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a senile old man. I hope yeah. my daughter grows up. You, but I don't want them to do that to Biden or to Trump. I want them to like look at him, business people
2: that say, did, did you see, I want to build a business. I want to change yeah. the world. Not I want to be a swampy
0: Congress." Exactly, swamp creature out there, and I think that's something that we need to talk well, let about me, more. Let me, let me more tell you a story. People. Here's a BlackRock president says entitled mm-hmm. generation now learning about shortages. Okay, this is a Bloomberg story. Rob Capito warned that inflation is having dramatic effects on the economy with an entire generation now learning what it means to suffer from shortages. For the first time, this generation is going into a store and not be able to get what they want, and we have a very entire generation that has never had to sacrifice. The economy is reckoning with the he bubbled he dubbed scarcity inflation, or the fallout from a shortage of workers, agriculture, supplies, and uh, housing, and oil in some regions Co-founder of New York-based BlackRock, which is now the la- world's largest asset manager with about ten trillion dollars in client assets and investments across the global economy. What an interesting thing to say! The entitled generation is about to learn about shortages. Well, it's like BlackRock are part of the
1: ones who have screwed people over, and so many, And they basically own ten percent of the world's wealth. BlackRock. It's it's insane how how deep they go. And this is why it's it's funny when we're talking about the politics stuff, and you know, people are arguing about Democrat versus Republican, and all this. It's like. Do you know what's going on with some of these elites and the World Economic Forum people and these types of people who are in charge that own so much, the, the you will own nothing and be happy? Mm-hmm. And, and we're talking about you know some, some things that just don't really seem to matter. It's like this is what matters. It matters that some organization like BlackRock or Vanguard comes, screws you over, and then tells you that it's your fault, You know, as they're the ones who are buying up all the single family homes and turning them into rental properties so that housing prices skyrocket and you can't have any capital yourself.
0: Yeah, that story from four or five months ago when you saw that, you're sitting there saying, okay, remember when Tom was on? I don't know if you yeah, remember when Tom was on and Tom was like, okay, here's yes. what's going on. Here's what they're going you know, to do. They're going to increase rent prices. Trying to convince you they're I gonna... need to buy now. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. Buy now before these guys pick up a big market and then you don't have a choice. You don't have another yeah. place to go. They can charge you whatever the hell they want to charge you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But, but this inflation thing, what he's explaining, the shortages, yeah. this it's is not coming. just that. Joe Biden yeah. just came out and said, oh, by the
3: way, you can expect food shortages because yeah. of the sh- sanctions on Russia, which to Will's point, Marjorie Taylor Greene is one of the only people to have voted against sanctions on Russia because she saw these things coming. Yeah. She can see she, – she can look a few steps ahead and say, oh, food shortages are probably more of a problem to American people than Russia invading Ukraine. Now, this is not to condone the Russian of invasion of Ukraine, but on the flip side, like we're going to have food shortages. On top of the, the supply chain issues we had during the pandemic, the fact that our transportation secretary blows, like there's a whole mess of things going on that maybe we don't need to be putting sanctions on Russia. Right can, can you share I with us your true
0: stuff. feelings, Tyler, next sure. time? Don't hold back. It's I, mean, a you I know you I back. Knew you'd like him. This guy's a blast. He'll be on the show
2: we do later. Tyler, <laughs> okay, pull up here. this guy, Rob Capito. I just want to highlight this guy because we've all heard of Larry Fink. He's mm-hmm. the CEO yeah. of BlackRock. You've heard that name. Yeah. I've never really heard of um, Rob Capito. So – um, just maybe go to his Wikipedia. So here's the hypocrisy that I think is just laughable with this guy right now. New York City elite went to Harvard, went to went to Wharton. Sixty five year old male specializes in mortgage mortgage backed securities. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Which tell the history, so people know where yeah, what is mortgage-backed securities. Yeah, mean, mortgage-backed securities, securities movie. is what brought down... That's the big short. Yeah, that's exactly. What brought down America to its almost knees in 2008 right. during the Great Recession. Mm-hmm. So, like, the millennials are suffering because of everything that happened in 2008. Gen Z millennials have been affected by 2008. Uh, now 2020, everything that happened with that. And here's this multi-billionaire... New York City elite Harvard Wharton grad who specializes in freaking mortgage-backed securities talking shit about millennials. Mm-hmm. Like, have a little, like, like understanding of the world. And, and if you want to come to it from a financial angle, hey, you need to save more, you need to invest more, I get it. But the whole, like, they've never had to sacrifice, mother effer, what have you ever sacrificed? Right. So, like, the hypocrisy is a little annoying to me. That's my opinion. It's but awesome. other than that, he's an
1: awesome guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love him. Yeah, we go out for drinks. He's a fantastic guy. Yeah, no, the, the whole thing with BlackRock and those types of investment firms is really terrible. The people have no idea what's actually going on. But that goes to show you what he said. I think he knows exactly what he's saying. And I think it goes to show the level of arrogance that these people have, that they know that they can just get away with whatever they want. Like, think about on Twitter right now, where just like, what was it, a year ago with the whole Hunter Biden laptop thing and all that, you couldn't say it. New York Post got banned. And now New York Times and Twitter, all these people are saying, oh, it actually was true. And it's totally fine to say. 500 days later. Yeah, 500 days later. So it's like oh, so you can say all these things or and, and and say whatever you want to people and just have this level of arrogance, and they always just get away with it. They know they're going to get away with it. They know they can get away with saying this and and doing whatever they want, basically. By the way,
0: i got to give shout-out to Adam. Adam, you've been getting a lot of love today. Super chat, Raul. Adam is so underrated. He is a man's man and my favorite Jewish person. Oh, okay. wow. Thanks, yeah, you so guys. Ra- Raul, <laughs> you just made Adam's day. Favorite yeah, Jew- By the way, this clip needs to be cut and shown to your mom. <laughs> mom, My you mom? knew he was gonna be yeah. a rabbi. He's She's on his way He still thinks I'm gonna yeah. be a rabbi. I don't know about Just that.
3: wait till I show you some of the ones that haven't so have a- <laughs> yeah. Can, I one on Can I read you one clip? Can I read you one clip? Of
2: course. Here's one comment a guy get. I gotta give this guy a shout out. Um he said this. This is from uh Tyler Durden. Tyler Durden, that's from Fight Club. Club. Alright, yeah. yeah. so it's a three sentence thing. He goes, Adam, I owe an I owe you an internet troll apology. I didn't like you for the longest time. After watching a few of these and listening to you and your guests on your show, SauceCast, in a non-political light, you're not a bad dude at all. Turns out I'm just a judgmental prick. <laughs> good luck to
0: you and keep up the good work. Thanks, Tyler. There you go, buddy. Is it your name, Tyler? There you go. Is that you? you piece- By the way, <laughs> put up that story from, uh, uh, from Babylon Bee. Uh I don't know if you guys saw this or not. It's very important for us to share this. So did you see this? Put, put this up so people can see it. Adam, look at this. Yes, the only... Florida compliant pain relieving cream. <laughs> Under Florida law, being gay forced to rebrand as Shout ben straight. Shout out to Seth Dillon. This, this guy, guy Seth Dillon, it, doesn't great. hold back. You know man. this guy, Seth Dillon? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's, Met him a couple
1: times. He's great. He's he great
0: works with Bell They're not big. slowing down. They're not slowing down. So, it, it, complete different topic here. <laughs> complete different topic here. Corrupting Gar you popular great. mascot, Disney mascot, roaming park without any pants. Uh, <laughs> Whoever's coming up with these ideas, man, you got to give him credit. What is that, that Donald Duck? Is that I have yeah. no idea who it is. But by the way, j- just a different question, different question, Completely different topic. I've been wanting to talk about this. To know what you guys are saying? Have you seen a new Batman? Have you seen a new Batman? Have you seen yeah. a new Batman? No. Oh, you got to be kidding me! I don't really watch. You new you know I don't watch movies. Have you you have seen the new Batman? I mean, the, gonna... the, have you seen a new Batman or no? Unfortunately, are I've, are heard I've heard it's phenomenal. I've heard he's great. You haven't seen a new Batman? How many Batmans are there? By the way, the new Batman Batman when they did the one with
3: Ben Affleck,
1: I
0: was like, ah, I'm kind of... But is, okay, so have you guys yeah. seen Joker? Did you watch The Joker? Yeah, did I watched The Joker. You watch The Joker. Uh-huh. What would you think about The Joker?
1: I thought Joker was well-made. You thought, thought it was well-made? You liked
0: the storyline? Yeah. What the story was? With? I, yeah, you, it was gritty. I'm a big Joaquin Phoenix guy, I and I think too. he crushed it. I thought so. But the story... So I watched Batman, uh, uh, whatever the last Batman is with... Uh, 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 Robert Patterson. Pa- is it Patterson? Benson.
2: Robert Patterson. Patterson. Patterson.
0: Ooh, uh, uh, yeah. and uh, the vampire movies. Vampire. Which, by the <laughs> way, Penguin crushed it. Penguin was uh, uh, Colin Farrell. I couldn't believe that that was Colin Farrell until I IMDb'd it. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Colin Farrell played can you Penguin? Pull, can you pull up the picture of Colin Farrell, Penguin? In the recent Batman Adam, movie? you have to watch it just because of Colin Farrell. He'll Marvel's never be Danny DeVito, bro. Listen, I don't Look at this. Look at this. So he plays... That's not even a good picture. There's a put the other one with Colin Farrell and write. He plays the penguin. Colin Farrell. And absolutely. Can I see what Colin Farrell looks like in real life these days, by the way? Are we talking about the same Colin (laughs) Farrell? Same Colin Farrell guy that uh, That guy? Yes, he played. So anyway, so here's the part with the story. I'm curious. Did, did, were you a kid that grew up reading the comic books? Were you? Did you read Batman stories? Or I didn't were? read comic. I mostly read animal books. T- Tyler, did you or no? No, I can't read. You, okay. So <laughs> did you? Did you? Read I the always book? can't read. You guys I didn't. I did.
2: I was. I liked Archie and uh, Betty and Veronica. Uh, you guys Veronica, are screwing kind of up this entire thing. I, I did like comics some bad a little under. bit.
0: So let me tell you what bothers me with the story. Do you know what they painted Thomas Wayne to be in the movie? Like Probably, like, I can only imagine that a horrible, white, rich billionaire. Yeah, so so okay. what they added to it is, they added in the story that Thomas Wayne paid off Carmine, a mobster, to uh. eliminate and silence a journalist who ends up killing the journalist. So here, the original so, writer. Uh, yeah. Is
2: this an MBS? Uh... No, no, no.
0: no, no but, but hear me out. Hear me out what happens here with the story. So I watch Batman. I'm sitting there thinking. I didn't take my kids. I watched it before I decide to take my kids. And my kids, I'm not going to watch it with them right now. For a minute. We watch movies like this. They like Batman, but we're not watching it. So here's here's the biggest thing that concerned me with it. Number one, I mean, the whole thing is about rich people, privileges, all this other stuff, which, by the way, obviously some of that exists. But think about who should be the only person to change the history of Thomas Wayne's character. The only person I believe should have the right to change Thomas Wayne's character, history of his character, is the guy who created the character, Thomas Wayne. I don't think you can go back. I think you can go forward and change ways. Here's, every time you looked at Batman, what did you think about his father? You thought he was a what? Good guy? You thought he was a guy that was successful guy? You know, did good? He was, Wayne Enterprises. Yeah, yeah. Wayne Enterprises. Yeah. He was like a guy you looked at almost like Iron Man when you think about, you know, Robert Downey Jr. playing it. I watched Batman and I got off. I'm like, the average person watching this, how are you going to admire Thomas Wayne? You're not. And you see Batman being conflicted with his father. And I haven't hate for his fight. Very, very interesting what they're doing with some of these movies. Where it's all about division. Everything's about division. Everything's about how much hate and anger you can have for somebody that succeeded. And look what they, they had to do something to get to the top. Mm-hmm. I I got into a debate with this one guy on Twitter, who said uh, uh, he said uh, he had like a couple hundred thousand followers, and verified guy. And he says, you know. Uh, uh, I bet anybody that became rich got to the top hurting somebody. Like, think about if that is something that people say over and over and over again, and people start believing it. What do you start thinking about? The only way I'm ever going to be rich is what? I got to hurt others to get to the top. If that becomes a consensus, and you're talking about we need to make business people as heroes, people who are independent, you know, going out there winning for themselves, why would you? How could you look up to somebody like that? The the media, the TV, the shows, the movies—everything is demonizing those guys. Where those guys cannot be heroes. Can I can I um, give you a compliment? It's just like a payback is after it, the one I gave yeah, you. Know, yeah, like Raul that. gave it to you. Yeah, that's not. Uh, thank you, but I'm going to give you something. Okay, right let's now. let's hear you out. Uh,
2: I I I know why you're such a big advocate for America. Um, that's obvious. You could yeah, any 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 um, immigrant who comes here and flees. Iran or flees Venezuela or flees freaking North Korea uh, Naomi Park understandable anyone can digest that in a second the capitalism component and your love for capitalism it takes it takes a deeper understanding for the economic systems to understand why you love capitalism so much let me go deeper um, I've seen firsthand how you run your business you know when I met you it was 2010 you were just starting out. You were just, you were a dude. You had, I think Tom or Amor with you. Um, you were, you were prior to you starting PHP. You were kind of like me. You were, you know, a guy doing his thing, making money, but you didn't have a whole team, team, team behind you. You know, you said something to me one time. You go, how many, what's the most amount of people you've ever let? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe like, you know, a dozen or so. You're like, yeah, I've got 20,000 insurance agents that work for my company. Okay. And I've seen not only like the wealth that you've been able to create, but it's what you've been able to create for other people. And I've seen the workers who are crushing it, the Ricky and Ericas, the Gaitans, the Johnny Masons, the Sapolas, Matt, uh, Matt Sheena. And I've seen where they were yeah. and what they were doing and what you, where they're at now. Chris Hart, you mentioned, all these guys. Elvis, I, I mean, I can go down the list of what they would be doing if they hadn't met you Six figures would have been a dream, and now seven figures is a reality. But they need the capitalist with the idea to say, "Follow my lead, mother suckers! I got you. If you work hard and you buy into the system, and you follow what I'm basically saying, and you're free to run your business, you can you're, you can make your dreams a reality." And I've seen it time and time and time again, and that was so so amazing. Part of the reason that I kind of wanted to tell you about the Erica thing. Erica Aguilar, shout out to Ricky and Erica. She said that before she met you, she was like working at a – she was picking eggs and strawberries yeah. a, like in, in California, in Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. She comes to you. She says, let me use my skill set. I'm a mm-hmm. networker. And now they're making seven figures. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Yeah. But unless there's a capitalist who says, follow my lead. But like there's so many people that probably want to vilify you. Look at Pat. He's rich. His kids are – you know, get to go to private school. It's like you have no clue where this guy came from, from Iran. It's uh, going to the army to build a business with – Six people that you almost went out of business and now look at you now. But, like, nobody wants to hear that story. They just want to say, ah, the freaking rich guy.
0: But you know who I relate to? Here's who I relate to. Shout out to the people in PHP. Thank you for that. You know who I relate to? You know, I'm having this comedy. That, hey, do do you think I, I asked John. Remember, you were in the room when we were talking to John. And I said, John, you, you think I relate more to billionaires? You think I relate more to the guy making 20 bucks an hour? And he says, oh, you relate more to billionaires. I said, "Nope, I relate to the other guy. Why is that? It's just a regular guy come. There's nothing special about me. There's thousands of people that have done also what I've done. Tens of thousands of people that I've done. There's nothing special about one guy doing this. The idea is this system. I trust this concept of a system that gives an average guy to go out there and change their lives. That's the biggest thing. So if we don't like it, growing up as a kid, whoever your dad viewed as a hero, you pretty much also viewed as a hero. Mm-hmm. Some kids are like, oh, who you be? Michael Jordan's the best. Michael Jordan's the best. Yeah. You know, Magic Johnson. I'm Magic Johnson's the best. Greatest president of all time is JFK. Greatest president of all time is JFK. Like, I sat down with General McChrystal, and I'm like, why do you believe in the policies that you do? You're a four star. Your dad was a two star. Because I grew up in a liberal family, JFK, this is that. Okay, now I get it. You know, you'll. So, but if we don't paint the picture of the right hero, America has a hero making machine problem. I'm telling you right now, America and the media has a hero-making machine problem. They're making the wrong people into heroes, and kids growing up are confused. We need to go back to turning the right people into heroes. And at the same time, the people that we're building up into heroes, we can't say they're perfect. Everybody's got flaws. Everybody's got issues. Everybody's got challenges. But, hey... If you give your best, one day you can also make an impact in the world. I think that's the message. Can you go deeper on who we're
2: making heroes and who do you think should be? Well, be let me ask heroes?
0: you this: does, does Hillary Clinton qualify to be an International Women's Day hero for Forbes, <laughs> 100%, a business magazine? Hundred yeah. percent, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, My I know you choice. believe that, Tyler, but the, the question becomes: Does she qualify for that? Tell me, tell me a hundred people, women specifically. Let's 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 take ten of them right now. Give me ten women that would make for a better. International Women's Day hero than a Hillary Clinton. Living Oprah. Or Oprah, one hundred percent. Who else? Michelle Obama. Uh, well, I don't entrepreneur, think so. business, not Michelle oh, Obama. Okay. This yeah, is business. I mean, Oprah for sure. Sheryl Sandberg. Yes, yeah, sure. I, I think absolutely. Sheryl Sandberg, the girl that did the Spanx. What's what's her name? The Spanx. Uh, uh, you know when she started that company, yeah. right?
2: Uh, I like Lori Grenier from um, uh, Shark Tank. Barbara Corcoran.
3: Great, no, Barbara yeah, Corcoran. Mary in the twenty sixteen primary Kay from
2: IBM. Uh, The CEO of IBM,
0: who she ran in 2016, I can't remember her name. Oh, the blonde lady. Yeah. By the way, she's awesome. Even Meg Whitman. You, you can. I got, I got a thousand names of women I can put ahead of Hillary. You're confusing the kid who's reading Forbes saying I got to grow up to be like her. That's not a hero. You got better people to put as heroes than that. This is
2: what I was saying: is that we need to build up
0: the business people and the entrepreneurs and stop idolizing
2: these politicians, left or right. Yeah. Right. Okay. What have they ever done? What have they ever built? Oh, Carly,
0: Florian, yeah. yeah Fiorina. Oh, Fiorina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh Carly she's Fiorina. actually At one point, she she's was great. pretty good, but the, the Trump went after her pretty. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Pretty Trump hard. called her ugly and horse face to her face. To her face. I can't believe someone else that something like, stuff, he, I would say. He, he
2: called. Great Trent, for he media, goes, hey, Ted Cruz, your wife is ugly as shit. Do I have your vote? Yes, sir.
3: What? <laughs> but, okay, but to that's... your point, they made, they made Hillary Clinton International Woman of the Year, and all she's done is ruin several women's lives, right? Mm -hmm. And get convicted rapists or potential convicted rapists off the hook. And she's not provided any
0: value for anybody. But you know what, that, 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 that hurts the, the the girl who was 12 years old with a dream of running a successful business that hurts her. Mm -hmm. She paid the price. We need to turn her into a hero, right? It's hard running a business. It's hard running a business and have a marriage that works and have kids and it's, I mean, listen, it's already so hard to be a working mom than to be a working mom and running a business and you're the face and you have kids. I'm sorry. I, I'm a, i I'm a father who runs a business and I do a lot of different things and I'm, you know, companies that I run. But to do that and nurse and raise kids and do, and, 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 that's a hero. It's so like, you have yeah. such a great opportunity to turn some of these folks into heroes. We missed the mark. It's like Amy Coney Barrett. She's got six kids,
3: seven kids. Remember her Senate hearing? And they said, what notes do you have? And she pulled up a blank sheet of paper and knew everything by heart. I mean, she's an exceptionally brilliant woman. And what do they do? They
0: demonize her. It's the handmaid's tale all over again. But but, by the way, but but this is not about Democrats and Republicans because Oprah Winfrey's a Democrat. But Oprah Winfrey went from the story of her being raped as a girl to – actress, what was the movie, Purple? I think something Mm -hmm. To then you come in and winning, building a show, you become like the ultimate podcaster in the world for two decades, three decades, whatever the timeline is. And the next thing you know, you're a billionaire. You have your own media company. Yeah. Now, by the way, there's a lot of people that can't stand her. I salute a person that went from there. Let's get another 10 more Oprah Winfrey's in the world. Let's inspire 50 more Oprah Winfrey's. So I think it's a hero-making machine that's broken. What do you think? Yeah, it depends
1: on if Oprah Winfrey is going to come out and tell people to do what she did or if she's now – because she's had some interviews where she's focused on some of the race stuff and some of the social justice stuff. So if she's inspiring young women or men even to to – pursue that same path and make something of themselves and go against the grain and be that type of strong person then that's great but you have to understand these these types of people who are heroes now you know they're they're the people who society wants to be the heroes. Like think about the black community and some of the heroes that they have, you know, some of these rappers and people who are in many of their songs are preaching horrible values, you know, things that are absolutely terrible for a lot of African American communities when it comes to the drug use, when it comes to the, the way that they spend their money, not saving money and spending on jewelry and things and the way you treat women, all of those kind of things, though, but those are someone's hero. Right. So one of those rappers is some of these people's hero and for white people, too. And those are the people the society wants to be the heroes because they know that you can be controlled if you don't have any good role models. But this is, again, why somewhere like Black Lives Matter says we want to disband the Western nuclear family, which was on their website, because your dad should be your hero. Your mom should be your hero. Your family, those people, are your heroes are someone you look up to to get good values from. But if you don't have that. Then you get values from these types of people. You get heroic qualities from these types of people that society puts in place to be that role model for you. They want these bad
0: people to be people. I I don't disagree. But so somebody right now said, you know, Oprah pushed for Obama. No good. I don't care. I don't care. Hear me out. I will take 100,000 Democrats who can't stand Trump and Republicans to choose to go and bust their ass like Oprah did. And become successful. I'll take that any day of the week. And if she wants to get Oprah to uh, 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 the next Obama to become a president, go. You earned the right to bust your ass for 30 years. I don't have to agree with Obama's policy. I respect the diligence it takes for 30 years for you to become as relevant as you are. That is a hero. It's not about policies. That's a hero. We can have a debate, Oprah and I, and sit down and say, listen, man, we disagree in the following areas. Let me tell you what I do agree. I guarantee your discipline. Shows. Imagine how many, for 30 years you're doing a show, you you getting flus, cold, your voice, someone died, crisis, negative, ratings dropped for like a year. Then, you know, you got this other guy that came and took over. There's Robert Downey, not Robert Downey, something, Morton Downey Jr. owns the show for two years. Then Montel comes, and this guy comes, and that guy comes. And you still stay relevant for 30 years? There's a lot, everybody can learn from this. All I'm saying is, sometimes we got to set aside politics, and we got to recognize effort, diligence to get to the top then we can have a political conversation as well. Mm-hmm. So so I like Values are more important than politics. It, it, there is no way you can... And by the way, you know one time when Oprah Winfrey was like, dude, we're paying way too much taxes. I don't know if you guys remember, when this wasn't a story. It's a little too much taxes. Guess what typically happens to somebody that makes it to the top by working their asses off? There's a little bit of them sitting back and realizing, I, I, I can't say that you worked as hard as I did. There's no way in the world I should be paying taxes to take care of you. That naturally the conservative beliefs naturally also happens to someone yep. like that. So anyways, all I'm saying is I don't think we have the right heroes uh, that we're building up. <laughs> okay, prenuptial agreements. You're about to get married, yes. right? You just proposed to your girl okay? in, uh, in, in, Amsterdam. In, Amsterdam, in Amsterdam, which is fantastic, out of all the places in the world. Right. Okay? As as Jews say, mazel Tov. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. CNN yeah. has some advice for you. Okay, CNN. A lot of oh, credibility, perfect. so you may nice, want to yes. listen to this one. Prenuptial agreements aren't just for the rich. Here's what you should know. Few people get married thinking they're going to get divorced or about divvying up money or assets after marriage ends. But more brides and grooms-to-be are considering that scenario, especially when it comes down to prenuptial agreements. These agreements are not just for the wealthy and powerful. 62% of divorce attorneys said they saw an increase in clients requesting a prenup, with a significant uptick in millennials signing them. In general, prenups can be helpful for couples in which there's an existing, uh, existing wealth imbalance, or there might be one later on. Even if people aren't wealthy now, some clients have reasons to believe they will be. For example, if they're in a medical school or expect an inheritance or other reasons, what are your thoughts on what CNN is saying? Which, by the way, I'm surprised CNN wrote this article. What are your thoughts on CNN saying prenuptial agreements are good? I think this is what happens when you take God out of marriage. I think this is what you have when you have a a secular
1: society that that doesn't value marriage as an institution between a man and a woman of God or, or... People who are creating God's image, it's when you have a society that is built totally just on, again, the politics and, and these types of worldly possessions and things. It tells you that, oh, hey, you know, you there's a pretty good chance that you're not going to stay together. This this agreement that you're making with your significant other isn't sacred. It's nothing that's really that important. You can end it at any time and it's not a big deal. And, you know, you should sign and make sure that you get your money. So I, I think that it's telling people that you don't need to stay together. You don't need to work out your problems. You don't need to to toughen up and get through it. Just end it. You know who cares? Just end it. Screw your kids and 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 the the covenant you made with God. All this, just screw it and and move on. Move yeah. on. So I, I think that's. I think it's bad.
2: Would Would you get a prenup before you get married? Uh, no, you no. would not.
1: I don't think so. No.
0: All right, you no. don't think so. So he's considering. The think so is like yeah. maybe a little bit. There's what like percentage a percentage. 10% chance.
2: Getting a oh, man. Look at that look on it. Oh, all of a sudden, she's going to watch this. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. we are going to have to have yeah. this tough talk okay. anyway. we yeah, got to exactly. cut the spark title. We've yeah. got to
1: cut the spark. Exactly.
2: exactly. No, I, I, I can, we,
1: can we focus right at our yeah. will right now? We uh-huh. the... <laughs> can you see the sweat going down my face? Yeah, no, I, I think it's you know probably like a 90%, 10%. That you would that not. What happens if she goes, I'd like to get a pre I don't think that's going to happen. If she does, we can have that discussion. But, you know, again, in, in our point of view with how we are as, as yeah. a couple, it's like the man okay. would lead on these kind are of things. Are you going to
2: discuss this, though, with her, I assume? Yeah, I'm sure,
1: we'll discuss okay. it and everything. But it hasn't, well, a home I, record. It hasn't
0: even started yet.
1: <laughs> I know. Look,
2: the, bro, these are yeah, the uncomfortable. This is a five days. Brother, if yeah. yeah. you think this, this is <laughs> a comfortable <laughs> conversation, you have it with your wife. It's going to get oh, worse. Yeah, so, no, so how about you? If you get Well, I you. did have a prenup, uh-huh. and I my marriage didn't work. And thank God I had the prenup because I had all the money right so and I told her I'm not marrying you
1: unless I get the prenup she goes yeah that, that's fine right. like, uh, And you're gonna do you do think that, with... that having that, that prenup makes it not just with you but in general yeah. makes it so that people feel more safe getting divorces
2: I think that's an interesting perspective I think you know everyone needs an exit strategy right. so it's an exit strategy yeah I think because so I think people get divorced too easily well maybe you're right yeah. maybe I'm not you're saying you're right you no, specific, no right? I got divorced very easily <laughs> yeah, don't yeah, worry about that yeah <laughs> uh, I was in a, I was in a, I probably shouldn't have got married at the time, yeah, but yeah. I had a Will Smith thing going on. Um, but I will say, look, numbers don't lie. 50% of marriages end in divorce. 99% of relationships don't work out. Right. Meaning like how many relationships do you have before you end up getting married and then the the marriage doesn't work. So I look, if you have money. You know, you want to throw God in the equation and the Holy Trinity system, whatever, eh, rabbi, Christ, like, there's a chance something's going to go wrong. Right. And if you're worth a couple million bucks and your wife ain't worth nothing, and 10 years later,
1: she's worth a couple million bucks and you're worth nothing, that doesn't sit well with you, bro. Right. Okay. No, that's definitely true. But again, it goes back to, you know, if you are, it's about people. Being more dedicated to marriage, you have to instill better values in people, which is very difficult to do. Of I, course. I you know? love, you like, know, I'm, I'm giving best case scenarios yeah, on what I, if you're 25, I talk, Will, will talk about, so I feel like, like Will's understand. like,
2: <laughs> like I respect him, like as a man, but I also think like, like he's like a little brother, like,
1: right. you're no, 25, I like, you know what
2: I'm saying? Like, right. So no, of course I'm, I'm kind like, of
1: like, do
2: you have any advice as like, I think yeah. I look at Pat as like a right. a mentor, big brother friend, yeah. you know? so. Do you have advice for the kids I, I, out there I with prenups? I fully
0: believe in prenups. Uh, I fully believe in prenups because uh, you, you have to – you you can you can be held responsible for you changing, which you will. But you have to protect yourself against somebody else who chooses to change because you're not God. So for me, prenup is about you not acting like you're God. It's actually more uh, uh, of a uh, I'm not God to say, well, I – this is 100% going to work. Then you're saying you're God because you control the other person. I'm not God. I don't control my wife. My wife gets to do whatever she wants to do. But a prenup to me was protecting her. She knew what was going to be taking care of the kids where she didn't have to worry about anything. Mm-hmm. And we put it together and she's happy. We're happy and uh, it's good to go. I think prenups uh, actually eliminate arguments because sometimes people have thoughts about what the other person's motive is. If you have a prenup in place, it's eliminated because that motive is on the paper. What can you do? Like yeah. a trust, a living trust and estate planning, all these things that you got to do. Every business deal I've done with a handshake, dude, I love you, man. It's awesome. We like this right on. Two years later, that guy's no longer working, and you're carrying the weight for the company. And the guy goes to Costa Rica for nine months, and I have to carry the weight for the office. I'm like, shit, I never put that in the contract. So I have to do my part, and I got to pay this guy, and I got... Man, I wish I had that in the business agreement. I didn't yeah. do it. So, so you know, and relationships, friendships, marriages, people change. I believe people change. And the biggest insurance policy of you not being God and knowing that if people change, you're protected. She's protected as a prenup. But to each his own. That's on you when you yeah. do that. Anyways, I think he's got some callers that uh, – do we have any callers yeah, or we no? Got, we got a few callers. That, uh, nice. I, we, by the way, you got 10 minutes max. So it, when we get the callers in, they got 20 seconds to ask the question and we'll get right into yeah. it. So John, if you got a caller, let's go through it. You got only 10 minutes, John.
4: All right, we have a lose.
0: Do you have lose? Hi. Hi, Luz.
5: <laughs> Hi guys. My question was um, concerning when we were talking about talking about sex education in school. Yep. And I'm forty seven. I went to school in Dade County, and what we learned was health education, which basically was just learning about biology, learning our reproductive system, being puberty. That was it. You yep. didn't get into sexual orientation. So, but my question that I had even concerning that was, how can you, as a mom raising boys and you guys are men, what would, was your advice on helping them becoming better men?
0: I think that's a good question. I will tell you, one of the best books I ever read was by uh, James Dobson, Raising Up Boys. If you got boys, you got to read the book Raising Up Boys. Uh, th- that book talks about how old's your son, by the way, just out of curiosity? Sons. Your son's how old are they?
5: They are nine and eight.
0: Okay, so they haven't yet gone through the phase of the, the uncomfortable. You walking in on them, and they want to be in the room by themselves. And you're wondering if they're going through, through depression. They're not. They just figured out their favorite toy in the world that they now know how to use. Yeah. Well, yeah. Where, where's the
2: where's the father in the situation? Where's the man? Oh, the
5: fa- the father is is in their lives. And we are together.
0: Okay, They're fantastic. Good. That's good. That's we, the biggest we kinda, thing. Yeah. We
5: differ sometimes on certain things, and I, of course, he tells me, "Okay, that's a, that's a situation that you
0: <laughs> yeah need to stay yeah. out of." Yeah, we I
5: can't say anything, and I, so I go to him like, "Well, yeah, they like, come to me. What do I say?" Yeah.
0: It's, by the way, it's a great concern.
2: I this view. is where the man needs to step up. If yeah. I may, we were educated in the same system, by the way, Luce. I went to Miami-Dade <laughs> County Public School. Shout out 305. But if my mom tried to have a conversation with me about masturbating when I was 12 years old, I would die.
0: Yeah. Okay? This is where the dad what steps What movie in. is that? What movie? No, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's what movie is like that when she walks pie? in? No, no, not American Pie. It's, uh, it's Transformers. Transformers. Oh, it's right. yes, it's Stop.
4: That's not, yeah, not, not comfortable. Not no,
0: comfortable. No, you don't say no, that. No. that. Stop it. Get and, out. And even, <laughs> even, Sam's happy
3: time. If you're playing with little something, I don't
2: know what she said. By the way, she crushed it in that movie. By the way, even it might be uncomfortable with the dad, but I think if you're raising boys, an uncle, like a family figure, father figure, you know, male person that you can trust can have those kind of conversations. Nothing is more awkward than having sex talks with
1: your mom. Here's my biggest, here's my biggest advice to you is that so many parents want to be helicopter parents. They want to watch over everything their kids are doing, make sure they're safe. Uh, Little boys and young men are not going to be safe. You need to let your kids make mistakes, especially young men, because early mistakes that young men make learning that failure is okay and how to rebuild after failure prepares them for life. If you don't fail as a young man, you aren't doing it right. Yeah. And if you're a parent who doesn't let your kid fail and doesn't actually give them consequences for when they fail, they're going to be weak men. So train them to fail, train them to to learn the hard way, and they're gonna they're gonna. Great be point
2: right. by Will. You can take that to the bank. Thank Lose. you, Louz. Have you
1: Lose. a great Thank day. Hey,
2: who else we got, John? Here we go. And just real quick on that, man, be
3: a good role model. Like we talked about that, that with Fresh and Fit. Like I have a daughter, and I want to be a good role model to my daughter, so yep. that she marry somebody like me and i set the right example i love that. even yeah, with fathers good.
0: man be a good role i love son. i love that all right we have lisa lisa how are you pvd how you doing lisa
5: how awesome i'm doing well thank you
0: very cool so what's on your mind lisa
5: um i just had a you know i i was listening to the podcast and i heard a a couple of uh comments on how the I guess where you are, they're, they're considering doing gender studies in schools.
0: Yeah. How do you feel about that?
5: Um, Well, I'm a little confused. I, you know, wasn't really um, sure that teachers were equipped with this type of knowledge to start teaching um, the children um, on this stages of their life. I know that they're very impressionable at this age and I know that there's quite a bit going on, um, mentally, physically, hormones, um, and things going, you know, amongst children. And so, um,
0: What do you think we should do about um, it? What do you think we should do about it?
5: Um, you know, for gender studies, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm certainly one of those people who believe that people should be who they are. Mm -hmm. Um, and if they're, you know, exuberating feelings towards that, you know, um, How much is it because they're impressionable? Is it because their friends are? Um, And how much is it because they are truly having those feelings?
1: We agree. Do you have any thoughts on that? Do you remember that old Norm Macdonald bit? You might have seen it where he got heckled, where he said he was talking about the real heroes and that teachers were not the real heroes. And if you wanted to be a second grade teacher, all you need is a third grade education. (laughs) And it's like, I think there's a lot that actually there's some truth to that, that these Teachers are not equipped to teach a lot of this stuff. I mean, I don't think they know. I mean, I know people when I was going through college who became teachers. They're drinking their way through college. They get C's and a lot of their classes pass mm-hmm. with a teaching degree. And now they're going and teaching kids about sexual education and all this stuff. It, it, it is very strange. I think that, again, I can always come back to this, but parents need to have a greater role in this type of stuff as well. The parent can teach this stuff to the children. You can make it not awkward. There are resources about learning how to do it the right way. But parents just... At the end of the day, if you take anything from this, from me at all today, just parents need to have a bigger role in their kids' lives. And a lot of this stuff assuages itself away.
0: I agree. Lisa, thank you for mm-hmm. calling in. Have a great day, Lisa. Uh, so, so, John, let's see. It's either John is only picking women or yeah. we only have women. As <laughs> hey, I'm excited to see if yeah. we get a third one. usually loser, happens yeah.
1: when yeah. I'm on shows.
0: <laughs> usually just women calling in. The confidence. So,
1: yeah,
0: uh, you got to love it. I think <laughs> John, yeah. let's go. One more. Johnny, last one here. Last one here, buddy.
3: All right, we got a member from the LGBTQ.
0: Here we go. Okay, Let's go. John, is that you or is that somebody else? Is is John the one that wants to ask the question or did we lose somebody, John? No, I think it's, yeah, we a, lost I think it's Rudy. Oh, we, we, we lost, lost him. Okay, we got
2: him. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: Any? Do you, do you have another one, John, or are you good? We're good. Okay, sounds good. Well, that would have been exciting if we had somebody. Yes, that was exactly. I had one
2: question. Where Are they the L, the G, the B, the T, the Q? I wanted to know well, what the I or the A is.
3: So I can read part of what they said, and okay. they
0: absolutely right. do. Oh, right, we got them. Okay. Oh, cool. We got three minutes. I think it's Rudy. Hello. Uh, yes. Is this, uh, what's your name? Uh,
4: my name is Rudy. I'm from Texas, and I'm part of the LGBTQ community. Okay. And I do not, I disagree with All of that.
0: Okay, tell us why.
4: Children that day, at that age, it's dangerous for their mind. They're all going through emotions because they're growing up. And that's what causes people to commit suicide. Because those threats are going to come to your mind regardless. They will go into it. They they have questions when they're older. They'll go to their parent or somebody older than them. This is dangerous. Very, very dangerous. Rudy, you're
0: you're part of... so you're so, so let me let me because the, the audio is a little choppy. I want to make sure the audience hears it. So you're part of the LGBTQ community, and you think teaching that too early is dangerous. Oh yes, very very very. That's too young. Well then, Rudy, Kids at what don't age? Even know what they want to be. At what age did you know you're part of the LGBTQ community?
4: Um, growing up, I just felt different. But as I got older and I realized what was going on with my body, then I realized
0: it was a choice that I made. Do you, do you remember how I old you were? How old were you when you made that choice? How old were you when you made that choice? I uh, 15. Okay, got it. It's like 10th grade. 10th, that, that's the age, yeah. 10th grade. That's what said. Got it. And yes, because I mean, that's when your body starts to, you know, experience things, you are questions, you
4: look it up, or you read about it, hmm. you figure it out. But if you do that to a child when they're growing up, they're already going through so much emotions. Most people in the community of LGBTQ have problems in their own family.
0: And adding that extra pressure at that young age is very dangerous. Rudy, how old are very you dangerous. right now, if you don't mind me asking? Sir? How old are you right now, if you don't mind me asking? Right now, I am 40 years old. I grew up in the uh,
4: early 90s. Got it. You're
0: okay. 40 years Back old. Back
4: when it was just to be like, treated the same. And, and Rudy, how do, you, watch, how do you identify as... Now.
2: How do you identify...
4: Oh, I'm gay. I don't believe in that. I have binary stuff. I don't believe in that.
2: You're a, you're a man who's is. gay. Sir? You're a man who's gay? Yes, sir. I'm a gay
4: man. I don't okay. believe in that other stuff. That is just...
2: That's how you feel. So, I know it. we're running out of time, but what does the LGBT community get wrong, in your opinion? In my opinion, I think that they have bastardized what people that are part of that community...
4: What we did back in the day was our gay rights, which to be treated the same... Well, we didn't even want to be married. We wanted to be having have our own thing because we're, that's the way we were separated. I think they have taken it and they have just made it very nasty with this whole sexual, you know, in the window they're doing. After, you know, the gay pride, they have just made it bastardized. It, it, it it well, well, it's sickening.
0: It's sickening. It's not it... about sex. Well, Rudy, first of all, a different perspective. Thank you for coming on and sharing that with us. We appreciate you. Have Thanks, a wonderful day. Way, Thanks I am for listening. A Democrat. So, so that tell you, something. you said you are a Democrat?
4: No. God no.
0: Oh you're 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 <laughs> yes. you're a gay Republican. <laughs>
4: gay Republican. Let's go. But, I'm not, but actually I became a Republican after uh hearing I didn't even vote for her.
0: Got it. Yes. Very interesting. Very yes, interesting. Uh, perspective. I'd, love to, like I'd love to learn more about your story. And but- I
4: hope parents fight that bill. I mean, they don't fight that bill. Keep the way it is. Do not mess with the kids. Leave the babies alone. Right.
0: Agreed. Well, well said, Rudy. Rudy, thank, thank you. you. Have a wonderful day, Rudy. Appreciate you. Thank you. God bless. God bless bye-bye. you as well. Bye-bye, bye-bye. Uh, pretty interesting. We should have started the calls a little bit earlier next time. We'll go yeah. 20 minutes next time to have a few more callers. Cool. Well, final thoughts here. I'm going to leave it up to you. Uh, by the way, folks, we're going to put the link. Let's put the link below to the book, How to Win Friends and uh, Influence Enemies, as well as the link to find them on Twitter. We put the handle everywhere. Uh, how you feeling about the future of America? Are you optimistic? Um, I'm going to quote Dennis Prager here. he's my boss, so I kind of am legally obliged to quote He's a good guy. We but like
1: him. He is, he is. But you know, he talks about being an optimist or a pessimist and for me, I'm either an optimist or a pessimist because an optimist thinks things are going to be good, so why would I fight? A pessimist thinks things are going to suck, so why would I fight? So all I really care about for anyone is that they fight because there are a lot of fights to be had, whether that's at your school mm. board, whether that's in politics, whether that's at your church, whether that's in values of even within your own family, or maybe it's things that within yourself you know you want to change or, or do with your business, whatever it is. There are Fights to be had. And so don't think of it in terms of optimist or pessimist. Just think of it in terms that you are going to fight anyway because you know what the mm-hmm. truth is and you know what's morally right. Got to what's love it? it. And I love uh, Yeah, go ahead.
2: I was going to say, uh, if you like the conversation with Will today, we're doing another show in an hour from now. 12 o'clock. On, on, on VT Money. Strictly about prenuptial agreements. We're going <laughs> to yeah. talk dating, lifestyle, money, and we're going to hear more. Of a relaxed will, you know, let your hair down a little bit. you got the best hair in the conservative game. so That's what they say. We're going to have some ladies on the show. We're going to have a, some dialogue. So tune in one hour from now on Valuetainment Money.
0: Tomorrow, no. debate to- of the century. Debate of the century. Tomorrow, Sink from Young Turks will be yes. in-house. We'll see you guys there. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. bye 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 bye